0: Our souls are froze, grim future, walking down the dead and road. Hard to cope when you reach the end of the rope. Nothing left to do but hang in the balance now. Just the wealth of poison soil and the toxic ground. Polluted oxygen circles in your lungs. While the acid rain just drains from the black clouds, scared and lost. People gather to the streets in crowds. They no longer simple, they cannot survive. somehow. how view threat, they are met with projectiles. The blood spills as the fires burn for a mile. And again, destruction is all that's around. So you better hit the deck when the boat hit the ground. Ashes to ashes, we all fall down. Ashes to ashes, we all fall down. Nothing will remain. Take your bats football bound. I'll treat it's the pain. i replaced all the sound. Ashes to ashes, we all fall down. Ashes to ashes, we all fall down. The time that's arrived, now watch it unfold. Everything inside ignites and explodes don't believe the lies you've been told don't believe the lies you've been told us days of life, no light to behold total loss of life we've lost our control don't believe the lies you've been told don't believe The lies you've been told, 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 don't believe the lies you've
1: been told. Don't believe the lies you've 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 been told.
2: This audio information and public service announcements was authored and presented to the public by OSI organized stalking informers, bringing awareness and exposure to the crime syndicate known as organized stalking and technological harassment. This is a public service announcement to inform you and the public of ongoing criminal activity that involves criminally soliciting, manipulating, and coercing members of the public to illegally engage in a criminal conspiracy to criminally harass and target victims. Please stand by. Organized stalking, bogus investigations. A secret campaign of stalking and harassment constructs
3: for the victim a prison without visible walls. The victim is stalked and harassed in which ways that cause them to appear paranoid about friends and family they won't listen read or question authority incredibly many victims report even friends and family members have turned per perpetrator that means since no one has been able to get the perps to talk about their activity it is not known how those we once thought we could trust with our very lives could be turned to do such evil how this sad fact has accused many targeted individuals to redefine the word family. The Perks have an infinite number of ways to turn a person. Those of us who have been close, who have close family ties in the past will always choose to believe threats and coercion were used on family members to get them to cooperate. Some survivors believe their family members would rather sacrifice them to the evil entity than spend the time it takes to listen to the crimes being perpetrated It just takes too much time and effort to read and listen to find out the truth, thus the victim simply becomes expendable. That's how it happens. They won't listen, they won't read, and the perps have programmed them to believe that the victim is a mental case. The perps always program friends and family to become enraged and cut off the conversation every time the target tries to find out why their behavior towards them has changed. Therefore, there can be no meaningful discussion of her crime. This ensures that the friends and family will never find out the truth about all the lies being used to gain their cooperation. Secrecy is maintained so that no one will ever find out that the target is innocent. All those around them are being duped into participating into a lifetime scheme of gruesome torment of the victim those who once valued their family as number one somehow buy into perpetration fabrication and thus fall totally under perp control for the remainder of their lives forfeiting family (laughs) relationships and squandering forever the precious times they could have spent together with family members and friends The Perks will isolate you from everyone. This includes family, friends, and any new friends you meet. Again, the Perks use lies, intimidation, and fake investigations to easily accomplish this. After questioning their friends and family endlessly, the Perks let them know that if they mention the investigation, they can be jailed for interfering in an ongoing investigation and or aiding and abating a criminal then the perps strongly suggests that you initiate no further contact with you until the investigation is finished. Of course, family and friends are not told this about the investigation will never be finished. Many targeted individuals have been targeted for 20 years or more with no end in sight. That's what they do. They. Open up a bogus investigation so they can t- continuously be there to watch you, harass you, and that's what they do. What happens is, uh, basically, as I'm explaining, they turn everyone against you, and I have no one now. I have no friends, no family, no one's around me. Everyone assumes I'm a mental case, and I'm not. I'm completely sane, and I know what's going on. So please go to gangstalkingworld.com and read. Educate yourself.
4: Focus, focus investigation. A person is
5: whispered lies and slander by a firm on a T.I. If the gay person believes the lies, they will feel righteous in helping to administer secret vigilante justice against the T.I., and they are recruited to do this quote-unquote patriotic cause by the perp. Once they have heard the slander, gay persons are gay, even though the perp usually has no legal authority to do so. After this, the gay person will not advise the T.I. of either the slander they have heard or the identity of the perp who whispered it. The gag person's fear is based on the possibility that the slander may actually be true or even worse if it's false. They feel threatened that similar slander may be unleashed against them unless they cooperate with a vigilante
2: justice against the T.I. Focus
4: on
2: the investigation. investigation. The target will have markers placed against their files. The information is then shared with relatives, storekeepers, friends, and the community at large. The files are usually not left behind but they are used to prejudice and slander individuals against the target. These files can be used to engender the corporation of friends and associates of the targets. The files might have a picture of the target and information about some alleged crime, incidents, that the target has been flagged for or is under investigation for. The information is usually
0: very convincing and helps to further get targets harassed by those around them. The most important thing about these files are that they are usually fake. They're focused, that is, they're the fool and the to believe things
5: that are not true. At being fooled, they can come to them and hold them lies, bullshit lies, so that they can keep the ongoing bogus investigation that makes me going. That's right, it's an investigation. It's a bogus investigation aimed at destroying the life of an individual. Because they have got this bogus investigation out for it, they can keep it open, and they can use their gang stalkers and they say, okay, we suspect this person. Oh, gee, look, it turns out this person isn't a, a person, okay? But we're not sure just because we don't have the proof of it, okay? But they know, they do know. But they can keep that open now and they can use it all the time. So they never have to explain or nothing because they just go around and say, yeah, you just don't have the proof, yeah. <laughs> that's how they destroy someone. of the gangsters, what they do to destroy your life. They contact people in your life such as um, people you could you know, a corner store you go to, a gas station you go to, a coffee shop you go to, where you buy groceries, where you do your banking? All these people are confronted by these people one way or another and they get someone to before them and say, listen, don't trust this person or they they come up with lies basically uh, and they that's how they destroy someone's character. It's called character assassination. Wrongful to use called by uh, character assassination, which then finishes the person off. Uh, they just walk away Scott
4: Free, saying, No, we didn't do that. We didn't harass this person. We didn't cause their nerves to down, which they
5: did. Uh, they also go to your neighbor, which some people are talking about here, um, which i mentioned before. They go to your neighbor and they tell your neighbor, hey, don't let your or hang out with your kid or watch over your dogs or whatever. So uh, if you really want to believe, believe that, well, go ahead. But if someone comes to you and tells you stuff, as my neighbor, you best to be listening to me. It's called Gang Stalking. And so if you were suckered into this, I suggest you go to gangstalkingworld.com. That's a good one. Go over there and wake up. People in my community are being fooled. My mother, my father, my wife. You've all been it's a focused investigation. So if anyone came to me and said, Oh what's somebody else? Investigation blah 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 it's bogus. the investigation is designed to destroy the life of individuals, to be told and be tricked. And we need to wake up to this.
1: Okay,
4: gang
5: stalking. Focus,
2: focus investigation. Organized stalking. Focus investigations. In some instances. The friends, family, and associates of the targeted victim are being falsely told that the criminal organized gang stalking and technological harassment the victim is being harassed, violated, and terrorized with is a quote-unquote investigation, which is bogus, fraudulent, and criminal. Family, friends, and associates of the victims are being manipulated fooled and illegally coerced into taking part in this illegal bogus so-called investigation that is nothing more than harassing, violating, and terrorizing emotional distress and psychological terrorism to the victim that lasts for years and years. Warning and beware of perpetrators falsely claiming that another individual is under investigation also known as bogus investigations. Although legitimate investigations are a necessary function of honest law enforcement, The perpetrators in some cases will cloak and mask the criminal organized stalking, harassment, and torture of the victim as a fraudulent investigation which is a criminal tactic where the perpetrators are manipulating others to force them to act towards their wishes utilizing manipulation or intimidation and coercion. Organized Stalking Bogus Investigations A bogus investigation is defined as an illegal criminal covert tactic deployed by the perpetrators of the organized gang stalking crime syndicate, in which the perpetrators utilize various different methods of manipulation, deception, coercion, and threats to essentially criminally solicit, manipulate, deceive, or extort the cooperation and silence of those the targeted victim comes in contact with, including those close to the target and the general public, which provides cover for the organized crime syndicate and the perpetrators' criminal activity. The criminal perpetrators may try to issue you a fraudulent illegal bogus gag order, which is illegally and criminally utilized to extort your silence and illegally force and coerce your cooperation into the organized stalking harassment conspiracy. The perpetrators may flash a fake phony badge or display official-looking fake, fraudulent doctored up files, videos, or text documents that are meant to make the scheme appear more credible and fool, trick, or coerce you into the scheme. The criminal or criminals may even possibly be a real member of law enforcement, however if they are, they are criminally abusing their position and limits of authority and illegally utilizing it to criminally harass, threaten, and coerce you and other individuals into a criminal conspiracy against another individual. Quote, What they utilize is, they open up a bogus investigation, so that they can continually be there to harass you. During these bogus investigations, the perpetrators will contact the unwitting subjects either by telephone, text message, email, or physically approach the subjects and begin to fraudulently brief them about the victim and the falsified reasons and motives for the situation. This perpetrator briefing is always based on deception, pre and false reasons of justification that are meant to fool, manipulate, or coerce you and unwitting subjects into submitting to the bogus illegal scheme. While providing cover for the crime syndicated the perpetrator's criminal activities. As part of the criminal scheme, the perpetrators may try to illegally order and extort you to submit to an illegal gag order or sign a fraudulent non disclosure agreement stating that, if you speak of the bogus investigation, you may be fined or jailed. In extreme cases, the perpetrators may even falsely state that it is a matter of national security, which is a no-line, that has been deliberately abused and deployed by criminal elements of government, as a ruse, and excuse for criminal activity. It should be noted that the perpetrators may not always directly lie about and slander the victim. Example, the perpetrators may not always contact you and tell you the victim is a wife beater but it is a guarantee that the perpetrators will always lie to you about their reasons and motivations for what they are doing, and if a complete lie is not told about the target, false motives and speculations will be deployed in an attempt to manipulate you and others to submitting to the criminal scheme. Some of the most common lies and slander cowardly whispered by the perpetrators to fool unwitting subjects into these bogus investigations include the following. Telling others that the targeted victim is a drug addict, drug user, or drug dealer, a violent person, a domestic abuser, a wife beater, a paranoid schizophrenic, a rapist, a pedophile, a child molester, a murderer, a murder suspect, a terrorist, or the classic, simply, someone we need to keep an eye on. The perpetrators who deploy the bogus investigations can actually be anyone criminal private investigators, criminal former and current government and military slash air force employees, or corrupt criminal law enforcement. Who are being manipulated and criminally funded while being utilized as pawns by criminal elements of government into carrying out criminal organized stalking operations by proxy.
4: Focus Focus investigation.
2: Investigation. Coercion is the use of express or implied threats of violence or reprisal as discharged from employment or other intimidating behavior that puts a person in immediate fear of the consequences in order to compel that person to act against his or her will. Coercion is the practice of compelling a person or manipulating them to behave in an involuntary way, whether through action or inaction, by use of threats, intimidation, trickery, or some other form of pressure or force. These are used as leverage to force the victim to act in the desired way. Coercive persuasion or thought reform is best understood as a coordinated system of graduated coercive influence and behavior controls designed to deceptively and surreptitiously manipulate and influence individuals, usually in a group setting in order for the originators of the program, to profit in some way, normally financially or politically. Using rewards and punishments, efforts are made to establish considerable control over a person's social environment, time, and sources of social support. Social isolation is promoted. A conspiracy is a secret agreement between two or more people to perform an unlawful act. Bogus
4: investigation.
2: There are six factors being utilized in these illegal criminal bogus investigations. One. Manipulation, two, speculation, three. application four. Alstays five. Bribery six. Coercion and extortion. Focus bogus
4: investigation. Investigation.
2: These six elements are all being utilized in tandem by the criminal perpetrators to illegally target the victim, while simultaneously manipulating those close to the victim and the general public, while providing cover for the crime syndicated perpetrators' criminal activities. Focus
4: bogus investigation. Investigation. Manipulation.
2: Manipulation is element number one within the crime of organized stalking, and the same applies to bogus investigations. Any way that the perpetrators can manipulate others to their advantage, they will do so. And this includes manipulating those around the targeted victim, the victim's family, friends, associates, and the media. Focus,
4: Focus investigation. And the media.
2: As a prime example, the perpetrators of the organized stalking syndicate are notorious for deploying the illegal utilization of through-all radar camera technologies to criminally eavesdrop on and illegally invade the privacy of organized stalking victims. During these bogus investigations, the perpetrators may manipulate a neighbor or citizen that resides around the targeted victim into allowing the neighbor to set up one of these through-all radar devices inside their home to illegally monitor the victim. In order to gain the unwitting neighbor's cooperation, the perpetrators will blatantly lie to the unwitting neighbor by telling them various lies, excuses, and false motivations as to why the through-all radar is being utilized, therefore co-opting recruiting the neighbor into the organized stalking crime and criminal conspiracy. Some of these lies and excuses told by the perpetrators to manipulate the unwitting neighbor will include the following. The victim is extremely violent or potentially violent and needs to be monitored. The victim is a rapist or serial burglar. The victim is a terrorist or a suspected terrorist. The perpetrators realize that these false motives their lies will most likely appeal to the ignorant, unwitting neighbors' desire for crime prevention in their neighborhood, and therefore the neighbor will most likely succumb to and go along with the perpetrators' criminal use of these through all radar technologies, not realizing that they can still be held legally liable and criminally prosecuted for going along with the perpetrators' wishes. These criminal pulls utilized by the perpetrators are not limited to the illegal use of through-wall-radar technologies, and can also include deployment of illegal listening devices, recorders and illegal entrance into the victim's home. You need to realize that in reality, history has proven through solid patterns and the multitudes of organized stalking victim testimonials that is a part of the organized stalking crime. The perpetrators usually always deploy these through all radar technologies so that they can constantly criminally monitor the targets inside their homes as part of the criminal organized stalking operations, not because of the lies the criminal perpetrators are telling you when the victim's neighbors the through-wall radar is also utilized in attempt to try to blackmail the target with the sense of we see you do everything, and the perpetrators will attempt to utilize this to embarrass and control the victim into their submission.
4: Focus, Focus on the investigation. Speculation.
2: Speculation is the forming of a theory or conjecture without firm evidence. One of the most common reasons deployed by the perpetrators during bogus investigations involves the perpetrators falsely speculating by telling others that the targeted victim is a suspect of a crime under investigation. We just don't possess the proof yet. Thus falsely speculating and giving the appearance to others that the target is guilty of a crime without actually having substantial evidence to substantiate and corroborate the perpetrator's
4: false claims. Bogus
2: the speculation is designed to isolate the victims and cause others to be suspicious and paranoid about the victim by dragging the victim's name through the mind. Focus Focus fabrication. Fabrication. fabrication is the action or process of manufacturing or inventing something. The perpetrators are known for fabricating incidents involving targeted victims by covertly manipulating situations to cast the victim in a fabricated negative light. The perpetrators sometimes will fabricate a staged organized stalking street theater incident where they will try to bait the victim into something detrimental to their safety or something illegal. During these fabricated staged incidents, the perpetrators will deploy recruited manipulated helper slaves, which can be anyone in the community, whom the perpetrators have manipulated to stand by to observe and act as concerned witnesses when they attempt to bait and provoke the victim. If the victim responds to the fabricated staged incident, or is provoked into retaliation against the provocative behavior from the perpetrator, the manipulated helper slaves are instructed to bear false witness against the victim by falsely claiming that it was the targeted victim who provoked the perpetrators or falsely claim that the targeted victim was belligerent with them, or the victim needs help the victim is paranoid schizophrenic EDC. When in reality the entire incident was falsely fabricated and set up by the perpetrators and the perpetrator helper slaves were manipulated to lie about the victim. In worst cases, the perpetrators may actually try to frame the targeted victim for very serious crimes. These acts are done by the perpetrators out of desperation. Usually when the targeted victim knows the truth about something very dangerous or damaging to the perpetrators, or when the victim possesses multitudes of evidence on the perpetrators that could literally destroy the organized stalking crime syndicate. These very serious sinister fabricated framing desperation tactics deployed by the perpetrators are limited to the perpetrators imagination, but could include any of the following fabricated incidents against the victim or others. Murder, murder suicides, hangings, drug overdoses, poisonings, shootings, gang feuds and shootings, theft, stabbings, rapings, arsons, bombings, terrorism, terrorism plots, murder for hire plots, conspiracies, possession of child pornography, possession of heavy drugs, sabotage where the targeted victim could possibly either be directly murdered or blamed for any of these fabricated staged acts of illegal behavior or homicide. It is worthy of noting again with the modern advances in technology and computers, it is now possible that the perpetrators can't even generate up a false altered fabricated video or even a technologically generated video that looks frame by frame, exactly like the victim which can make the victim appear to be doing anything which could potentially be utilized by the perpetrators to fool others into believing the victim has been involved in something, illegal or done something, that they honestly did not do. Even consumer-level computer software available to the public such as Adobe After Effects and other software is capable of superimposing or placing someone's entire figure and body into moving motion scenery or background. The higher advanced top end technologies can generate a per complete visual video clone of an individual, which only a trained video analysis professional would be able to differentiate the real from the fake. False dossiers A dossier is a collection of papers, documents, or other sources containing detailed information about a particular person or subject. During bogus investigations, the perpetrators are known to carry and display false altered or fabricated documents also known as false dossiers in an attempt to reinforce their fraudulent speculative claims about the victim. With the modern advances in technology and computers, it is now possible that the perpetrators can't even generate up a false altered fabricated video or even a technologically generated video that looks frame by frame, exactly like the victim which can make the victim appear to be doing anything, which could potentially be utilized by the perpetrators to fool others into believing the victim has been involved in something legal or done something that they honestly did not do. Even consumer-level computer software available to the public such as Adobe After Effects and other software is capable of superimposing or placing someone's entire figure slash body into moving motion scenery or background. The higher advanced up-end technologies can generate a complete visual video clone of an individual which only a trained video analysis professional would be able to differentiate the real from the fake. Focus
4: focus investigation. Bribery.
2: During these focus investigations, bribery is sometimes utilized by the perpetrators in return for others doing favors for them. For example, the perpetrators may manipulate others by criminally bribing them to engage in a particular activity towards the targeted victim and offering them free house repairs, free gas, or even a new vehicle in exchange for doing a particular action towards the victim. The unwitting person being bribed may or may not even be aware that they are being asked to engage in criminal harassment activity towards another person, and they usually only be focused on profit. Extortion. Extortion, which is not limited to the taking of property, involves the verbal or written installation of fear that something will happen to the victim if they do not comply with the extortionist's will. Extortion can take place over the telephone, the email, text, email or other computer or wireless communication. Extortion is a felony in all states. Either extortion or blackmail requires a threat of a criminal act, such as violence, merely a threat used to elicit actions, money, or property from the object of the extortion. Such threats include the filing of reports, true or not, of criminal behavior to the police, revelation of damaging facts, such as pictures of the object of the extortion in a compromising position, etc. In the United States, extortion may also be committed as a federal crime across a computer system, phone, by mail, or using any instrument of interstate commerce. Extortion requires that the individual send a message willingly and knowingly an element of the crime. The message only has to be sent, but does not have to reach the intended recipient to commit the crime of extortion. During these bogus investigations as part of the criminal scheme, the perpetrators may try to illegally order and extort you to submit to an illegal gag order, or sign a fraudulent nondisclosure agreement stating that, if you speak of the bogus investigation, you may be fined or jailed. In extreme cases, the perpetrators may even falsely state that it is a matter of national security which is an online that has been deliberately abused and deployed by criminal elements of government rules and excused for criminal activity, Regardless of what these perpetrators of the bogus investigations may tell you, bogus investigations, illegal coercion and extortion is illegal and criminal, and the perpetrators are certainly of no authority to make you or anyone do anything, or act against your own wishes as they can be held legally liable and criminally charged with extortion. Find imprisoned. <laughs> the following audio is taken from a video titled Listen to a Stranger, which was a public social experiment that demonstrates the power of persuasion and how pathetically easily individuals can be manipulated into going along with the stranger's scripts and requests. Excuse me, sir. Step over and use your
6: questions to The study. A farmer's market in Columbus, New Jersey. Inside, a woman shopping for produce with her baby. She's under surveillance by this man. He stays outside, hoping the woman won't him. He solicits help from random shoppers. Man, excuse me. I'm a recovery agent. He tells them he's a recovery agent, a fancy term for bounty hunter. And he needs help capturing the make woman sure. inside. Make sure, you, make sure you picture. Hold up.
2: I, I need somebody
6: inside of the blue jacket. You see the one I'm talking about. And shoppers seem to want to help.
2: Have you ever used yes. handcuffs?
6: No. I just grab her and put her down. The bounty hunter needs positive ID and asks a shopper to take the wallet from the woman inside. If she walks away from that carriage and you see the wallet, just pick it up and walk it out okay. to me. Okay?
3: You're a cop, so I'm not going to get in trouble? Let
6: me shut. Okay. Come over here. All right. This is what our Bounty Hunter flashes, a badge we bought online, no questions asked, and it offers no legal authority. The Bounty Hunter, his name is George, and he agreed to ask people to do things he normally wouldn't. The woman inside, she's Tracy, an actress playing the role of a mother who may have kidnapped her baby from the father. Will the shopper follow the command of an authority figure and actually take Tracy's wallet? She goes inside the fruit stand, and when Tracy turns her back, she swipes her wallet and brings it back to the man with the badge. Mm-hmm. Now, why in the world would anyone follow the orders of a stranger? I said, I'll take it down. I'll just go down. What's the lesson? Did you learn something
7: here? Yeah. The bare lesson is, um, show me a
6: badge that you can, anybody can buy. And almost anybody can be duped. The idea for testing the power of an authority figure came from a shocking true story. An assistant manager at a McDonald's received a call from a man claiming to be a police officer. He told the manager to strip search a young employee who he said had stolen a purse. The manager never questioned the man's identity and blindly obeyed. And it didn't stop there. The caller told another person at the restaurant to make the naked employee do jumping jacks she was spanked and told to perform <laughs> sexual acts. Turns out the call was a vicious hoax, a horrid example of failing to question authority. Back in New Jersey, would shoppers question our authority figure? Excuse me. Can I talk to you for a minute? I'm working a fugitive job right here. He's about to ask this woman to drug sure. and sedate okay. our fugitive. What I'm going to ask you to do is just put this in there, and what I'm going to try to do is switch the soda on her. This will slow her down a little bit, guess, more. or Mickey, but well, it's basically <laughs> it slows her down. If she gets up, would you be comfortable just dropping this in there? It's outrageous. Will June perform this illegal act? When our actress turns her back, she sneaks in and drops the pill right into Tracy's soda. You actually put the pill in? <laughs> yes, I did.
7: He he showed me a federal agent badge. So, you know, what am I supposed to think? If I don't,
6: then then what? But you really didn't know this for sure. No, right? I didn't. What if you harmed this poor woman?
7: Then I guess that
1: would be on my head,
6: too. <laughs> Luckily for June's conscience and our actress, the Mickey was just some candy we bought a few minutes earlier. How likely is it for us to listen to someone simply because they seem authoritative? Yeah, I guess I'm a sucker. <laughs> But also sucked into our plot is this next woman. Crystal. Somebody kidnapped the child right inside this office right here. Mm-hmm. I want you to go on just real quick and I'll for me. A little talk about the baby being kidnapped, and then George asks Crystal to do a little kidnapping herself. Our baby isn't real, but Crystal doesn't know that. Okay. <laughs> what you're going to do is walk back inside the protest area, push the carriage straight to me. Okay. Okay. Without ever questioning our authority figure, Crystal heads inside to look for the baby. She locates the stroller, waits for an opportunity, and then she pushes it right out to George, who's waiting in the parking lot. We were stunned. Walk fast, walk fast. Ma'am, what are you doing? Walk fast, Excuse walk fast, me? Walk fast. Don't turn
7: around, don't turn around. Excuse me, what are you
5: doing? That's my baby. Why
7: don't you take my baby? Who is that? He's a police officer, he showed me his badge you know for sure he's a police officer.
6: Only now does Crystal realize she might have been due, becoming perhaps an accomplice to a kidnapping.
7: You have no right to take my baby.
6: Crystal defends her actions. Her thoughts, she says, were with the baby.
7: My sister has an infant. Um, and I think it was just something that was really close to my heart, you know, and I was thinking about how bad I would have felt if someone
6: had taken my sister's baby. Experts say empathy often determines whether people will act. And that's definitely true with this yeah. man. Yeah. Chris Blackman is a father of yeah. a six-month-old. No, we had him out yesterday. Yeah. He's got a sniffing,
7: so Yeah, that's what he has, too.
6: And he's drawn to our actress before Bobby hunter even approaches him. Because she appears to be a new parent, too. What day was he born? Uh, I'm
7: losing my brain. Um... Yeah, like
6: the 7th. My name is Chris. Oh, I come right here. Once I'm Tracy. Tracy. Yeah. Nice yeah. to meet you. We didn't think there was any way Chris could be recruited to help our bounty hunter. He and Tracy, after all, were bonding yeah. so well. But watch what happens next. Excuse me, sir. Can I talk to you? uh am recovery agent. I saw you talking to that girl with the blue jacket on. Yeah. I know she got real friendly. Right. She's wanted for kidnapping. She didn't know the date birth either. She's got a warrant for her arrest. Nice. Chris is torn. Does he believe a friendly mother of a baby, or a man who claims he's a bounty hunter? Do you have a police officer? I don't yet. Yeah, they're coming down. I
3: over. need right. that
6: first. Okay. Well, Before I, I, I don't do that anything, I need a police officer that's going to confirm what you're telling me. Of the 22 shoppers we confronted, Chris is the only one who really questions our authority figure. Well. I don't have a police officer here now. This is making me a little nervous. Okay. okay I want to help you out. Okay, well, but I, I don't wanna, I'm not asking you to do anything with the baby. Sure. Chris is be be conflicted sure. and ultimately compromises. He refuses to take the baby, but he agrees to block Tracy while George pushes the ruler away. If she comes, just don't let her come towards me. i in advance. I know, that's okay. If she comes, just don't come towards me. Where is
7: my baby? What?
3: Can I ask you
8: questions? No! No! Questions? No! Why? No!
6: Where'd he go? Why did you sit there? Why did you do that? Sir, it's okay. Listen, I'm This is not real. It's a TV show. I didn't mean to shake you up that way. Why? Wow, it's, it's, it's part of the show called What Would You Do? And the question is. You're I'm so sorry. In the heat of the moment, Chris followed his head by asking lots of smart questions, but also followed his heart, trying to protect the baby.
5: Anyone can get a badge, right? Exactly. You see how many false, how many false IDs there could be, fake IDs.
4: Focus.
2: Investigation. Report from a targeted victim of a covert, illegal, bogus investigation. I've been placed on a watch list. This means that I'm under constant illegal surveillance by your everyday, manipulated people citizen informants. Citizen informants are not a new phenomenon, but the organized talking era defines them a slightly different way. Usually law enforcers, agents, and etc. have people they go to for information, slang word for these people are snitches. These snitches or citizen informants are brazen ears. On a watch list you're a target for what may be an illegal covert investigation. In my particular case, I have heard some comments that people are being told that I'm dangerous and a harm to others. This is a lie. And this may be their justification for what they are trying to do. You are being told what you need to, much like in classic interrogations, where the interrogator tells any lie they can to get your cooperation. This is no different. In fact, there is a name for this technique used by law enforcement and it plainly states that interrogators will tell you anything to get your cooperation. Legitimate investigations are necessary, and I would not want anyone who could harm me around myself or my children. But years have passed, and they are still at it. What gives the information they've gotten they use to harass me? Or let me rephrase that, they utilize you to harass me. And tell you whatever lies necessary to accomplish it. I have been a victim of work mobbing. I have walked into the cafeteria at work, and had a coward say to me, but not at me, she better not start no trouble here, or, you shouldn't have went to Florida. After a year or so of this, it gets to be detrimental to my overall well-being, the list of comments and actions go on and on. I have had acquaintances start conversations with me about my personal life, that they should not have any know about, no thanks to the handy investigator and interrogator getting and giving information about me, sometimes humiliating, People have been told that I'm a prostitute, drug dealer, a thief, a terrorist stripper. I have even had friends put their purses around me to see if I would steal it. Also the ridiculous one that I have lost my memory, false dementia. My memory is perfectly intact and has always been. I had a nice interrogation-style conversation with the girl I was friends with for more than half my life about a matter concerning custody of my children. No doubt she has been talked to change cities and move, I hope they came with me, change jobs. I did it, they went with me. I went out with a friend, that had been very dear to me, since about seventh grade and there we had a conversation about Annex, no doubt he was scenting of this particular situation. If you read this, you know who you are, and that is, why you did not return my calls. I hope whatever you got from this was worth losing my friendship. The point of me saying this all is, I want you to know, that what they are doing is wrong, and they are lying to you about me, and you are the ones who are doing their criminal dirty work for them. If it was not dirty work, and I was really suspected of any of these things, they would have brought me in to be interrogated, and not be using you to you. Because they will not do this, something in the process is unfavorable, illegal, false, or someone is undercover. Angela L. Beware of this criminal bogus investigation, (laughs) victim manipulation. A word of wise to those of you who ignorantly or willfully partake in this focused, fraudulent investigation. In reality, you are engaging in the criminal harassment, emotional distress, a criminal conspiracy and domestic terrorism of and against another individual, and you are liable to be sued and criminally prosecuted under USC 241, conspiracy against rights and multiple other laws for your compliance and cooperation.
4: Focus investigation. Focus investigation. Yes, 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 yes.
2: This audio information and public service announcements was authored and presented to the public by OSI, organized stalking informers, bringing awareness and exposure to the crime syndicate known as organized stalking and technological harassment.
9: Hey everybody! and yourself, where it gets a little bit better. Okay, so so blue diamond, um, Charles Hall, you can pull energy from the ground. Do you have a, a link for that, Charles?
8: Hey Kyle,
9: for that earth battery,
8: because
9: I'll pull it up. Well, hold on. Okay, okay. So so blue diamond is asking where uh, where they can get uh, Dave Case's CD. So let me go ahead and share my screen. Yeah, just go to this uh, https://postcalc.usps.com. This. Um, so I'm going to share my screen. Can you order them or something like that? I guess we'll have to look that up. Let's see. Okay, Earth battery. Um, okay, you can build them. I'm wondering, use it. I guess, it, you know, you're getting electricity out of the earth, basically. Right, the first thing you want to do is go ahead and add the dirt. That's kind of cool, Jules, um, saying, hey, you know, we our nervous systems and our minds are being affected by something, by something remotely, uh, maybe something inside, you know, an implant or whatever, and they, you know, wire completely after many years of reporting on things, uh, that the military was working on and researching and developing, like all these technologies, uh, you know, you know, got in touch with, you know, at that, at that conference with targeted individuals who were talking about being researched on, being targeted, being tortured by the same technology. Um, and it's, it's an obvious one-to-one when you, when you see that the air force and a lot of the, the, um, arms of the DOD, are you know researching and developing this technology so what does that mean they they have to research and develop it by using it on humans then you have a bunch of people in society saying hey we're being hit with directed energy weapons our, our brains and our nervous systems are being affected you know v2k uh pain to the nervous system headaches um you know uh, electrical shocks vibrations in the body You've got all these, these military organizations and uh, you know Lockheed Martin and all these contractors saying, hey, yeah, we're doing research and development, and we really want to know how to overwhelm enemy minds. So that's what they're, they're doing, the research and development, to then use it in war and discombobulate an enemy. Or what they say at first is they want to use these electromagnetic frequencies to basically kind of make super soldiers like make their own soldiers uh, have a heightened sense of perception, uh, more energy, and blah blah blah. But then they can use it the other way. So I wanted to read these articles and this, then just kind of then just look at that article that Wired magazine uh, wrote, uh, kind of defaming us. Uh, it was a, there were some things in it that were good, but uh, it's just it's it's very very it's very telling. It's very telling how. They can report on all the stuff. They can report on all the research uh, and all the developments of these weapons uh, and everything and the advancements of the weapons. But then when it comes to people saying, hey, this stuff's being used on us, they, they've got to say, oh, well, these people, they think that something's being used. And, and they, don't, they don't connect it to any other articles that they wrote about this technology, which the, the reason why they didn't connect it to, to the articles that they wrote about the technology is because they're not allowed to. Because they can't go there, you know, because it's national security. They can get into a lot of trouble, and you know, most of these magazines are really part—they're um, part of the military-industrial complex. You know, the military-industrial complex and the system decides uh, what people can report on and what they can't report on. Sometimes, you know, I was—I was looking at uh, local local news stories uh, like last night the night before. And they were, they were doing some small reports on gang stalking and targeted individuals. And I think uh, some of it gets out in local news, or some of it did get out in local news, uh, you know, a couple of years back. I think that was like in 2000, it was in 2010 to 2013 or whatever, some local news stories. But then you don't see it that much nowadays. You don't see the, the local news talking about this anymore because it's like, They've kind of clamped down on it. You know, they've had time to clamp down on it and let people know they're not supposed to report on this. So, um, you know, know, people say, like, how do they keep something this big? How do they keep it under wraps? Well, they do it in a pyramidal structure, and they mandate all the way down from the top. And sometimes it doesn't work. Like, you saw those local news stories coming out and talking about v 2 k talking about targeting and stuff like that. It slips through. Sometimes it's not, it's not, um, in all the times it's, it's not solidified. Like the, the, the propaganda and everything is not solidified as much as the military industrial complex would want it to be, which is our big strength. But as we move forward, as we move forward year to year, year to year, it seems that it's, they're tightening their hold and they're putting more censorship. So, so we've got to really, really work now. To get as much information out as we can, and hopefully it'll break through that barrier and then it'll open up, you know, it'll open up more, which it, which it is. It's in the process of, you know, people really, this starting to be common sense that this stuff is going on. So this is from Curse Wheel Accelerated Intelligence Digest. Uh, I think it's just an online journal. Um, so, so the, the article um, is no, November 4, 2010. So this is 2010. Uh, Air Force wants neuroweapons to overwhelm enemy minds. Uh, the Air Force Research Laboratory's 711th Human Performance Wing revamped a call for research proposals examining advances in bioscience for airmen performance it's a six year, $49 million effort to deploy extreme neuroscience and biotechnology in the service of warfare. So that, and that's only, you know, the Air Force Research Laboratory, 711th Human Performance Wing. Uh, I mean, the advances in bioscience for airmen performance, that program is like that four, $49 million effort is only one effort in many uh, going on all over the world. And with all the different countries, military, industrial complexes, many, many different programs, deploying neuroscience, researching neuroscience, researching neuro weapons, researching directed energy weapons. Um, You know, this is just one and it's forty nine million dollars. How many is six years, six in six years? Uh, One suggested research thrust is to use external stimulant technology, external stimulant technology to enable the airman to maintain focus on aerospace tasks and to receive and process greater amounts of operationally relevant information. Another another asked scientist to look into fusing multiple human sensing modalities to develop the capability for special operations forces to rapidly identify human-born threats. Now, this is the interesting part of it at the end, and it's just a little blurb in this digest. Uh, conversely, the chemical pathway area could include methods to degrade enemy performance and artificially overwhelm enemy cognitive capabilities. Now, so chemical pathway area, and also with uh, different types of advanced neuroweapons. weapons, uh, they, they want to learn how to degrade enemy performance and artificially overwhelm their enemy's cognitive abilities. Now they've got to test that. They've got to research that. They've got to, you know, have test subjects to see what can, uh, what can degrade enemy performance, what can overwhelm somebody's cognitive capabilities, what can, uh, you know, torture somebody, what can psychically drive somebody. And then that, so that's what they're, that's, that's why they are torturing us and experimenting on us. Uh, one of the angle, one of the many angles of why they're doing this. So that was from Kurzweil Accelerated Intelligence, and then uh, Wired did an article, and it's it's uh, from Noah Schockman. Uh It was from uh, let's see, is that November 2nd, 2010, and the the title is the same. Uh, Air Force wants neuroweapons to overwhelm enemy minds. You got then. You got this. uh, I guess this military person, this Air Force um, personnel, looking at a bunch of MRIs. Maybe these could be remote, uh, remote brain resonances about her brain imaging. But let me let me go ahead and read this. Give me one second, guys. I'm gonna take a swig of my my Red Bull, which I bought a Red Bull today. I treated myself. I got a lot done to like, I clean out my place and it made me feel better. Walk my dog. Uh, then I, then I was like sitting around and playing video games and I was like, well, I'm going to go shopping and get some fruit, get some, you know, something good to eat. And I really want to start, you know, working out, I think working out, eating healthy. Um, then you add all the defensive stuff and it can really just, it, it can make the difference. You know, for me, it's like I've got some good defenses, but, you know, my body's kind of weak. You know, it's been tortured for so long, and I sit around, and so the muscles are kind of weak around the nerves. So if you can strengthen those muscles around your nervous system, they're trying to put artificial signals through your nervous system. And if the muscles are really strong around the nerves, it's going to be a lot harder for them because your body's going to be a lot more—it's going to be healthier, and it's going to be more able to— um, I don't know the right word, but just uh, to defend itself from artificial things that are being, you know, forced into it, forced into your body. And the external hits will be, uh, you know, a lot weaker. Your body will be dealing with them a lot better if your muscles are stronger, you know. So I'm really trying to like pick myself up. I've been in a a very dark place, just uh, feeling like, wow, this is going on for so long. And I'm, um, just you know isolated I feel like if I you know I'm like I have this feeling like I'm like if tomorrow the targeting stopped it would take me a long time to reintroduce myself to a regular life you know it would take me a year to reintroduce myself to a regular life so I'm trying to do some of that that stuff even though I'm I'm being targeted I think we all we all work at doing that you know um when we are feeling good sometimes it's just like no no I feel too bad. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to just try and survive today. Okay. Give me one second,
8: guys. But yeah, so that, that one person was
9: asking, uh, Blue Diamond was asking about Dave, uh, Dave Case, the CD guys just get that. Like if you're a targeted individual, you may not understand it. you may have just, you know, just on, you know, just realize you're being targeted or something like that and you don't understand what i'm talking about when i say remote neural manipulation you might be experiencing pain and you think that it's all external hits but trust me like if you're getting hit with external microwaves they are also linked into your mind and your in your nervous system they have a bi-directional stream that is sending signals to your brain and your nervous system which dave cases cd slaps that off it like it gives them weaker signals back and weaker signals in. So it will make you feel better. Dave case the CD definitely will make you feel better. So please, please get it and try it. I just, that that's if, like I said, if, if there was one thing that I could recommend to target individuals, it would be that the second thing I would recommend probably would be grounding in, in a specific type of grounding. First, first your left leg. Um, there's a lot of stuff I would recommend. Uh, and I'm, I, you know, I haven't gone through like what I use to defend and I haven't been using everything. I haven't been using as many supplements that I started out with in the, um, in cleansing, I haven't been doing a good job with. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to be really just, just going at it. Um, cause I, cause I don't have a lot of energy and my, my memory is horrific. It's, it's a nightmare. Like, I feel like sometimes I have, I have like, almost Alzheimer's. Okay. Um, and listen to this. Listen to the first paragraph. It sounds like something a wild-eyed basement dweller would come up with after he complained about the fit of his tinfoil hat. You know, look at that. Look at what they – but military bureaucrats really are asking scientists to help them degrade enemy performance by attacking the brain's chemical pathways. Let the conspiracy theories begin." Well, okay, th- that's, a, that's a weird starting paragraph uh, when the article that they wrote later on in 2016 actually uh, called, basically called target individuals wild odd basement dwelling uh, people who uh, were worried about the, the, the fit of their tinfoil hats. When they know that this stuff exists, when they know that the military is doing research and development, it's so dishonest. And It's not only, it's not that the, the mainstream media is missing something. It's not that they're that stupid because these people can do research. They do research in the stories that are very popular and get the, the nitty gritty on political things and Donald Trump and what he's doing. They can get the nitty gritty on this. They're not allowed to. They're not allowed to, but it's just so funny that first paragraph. and not funny haha like happy funny. It's, it's funny like you know, face to the palm face palm. Uh, okay, so late last month the Air Force Research Laboratory's 711th human performance wing revamped a call for research propo- proposals examining advances in bioscience for airman performance. It's a six year, $49 million effort to deploy extreme neuroscience and biotechnology in the service of warfare. And you can bet your bottom dollar if you see that the Air Force, Air Force Research Lab- ter- Laboratory is working on it, then you're going to have the Navy's working on it too. The Army's going to be working on it. All the different arms of the DoD are going to be working on it. And the DoD, the Pentagon, and the DoD itself are going to be giving out contracts to private private basically i guess i would call them mercenary groups like they really are like it's they're supposed to be private contractors for the government but since since black uh what was it um is it Blackwater? with the the uh like private military going overseas uh these private mercenary groups they've taken over because um They've taken over because because then it's like a it's like a private enterprise basically, but they still have all the clearance the military clearances they need. It's this this kind of um, loophole that the military is using to you know to to kind of uh, go around morality to go around rules that the military really has to follow. Is it is it Blackwater? You guys probably you can put it in chat. I think that's right. But that mercenary group, and that's ever since you know, ever since Blackwater came out, and they were probably doing that before. But um, these private contractors have just been popping up ever since. And they were before Blackwater was. It's not Black Forest, Black. Yeah, Blackwater. That's it. Um, But before them, you know, you had all these hospitals. You know, Oshner. Oshner was a hospital that I went to, and Dr. Oshner worked worked with the CIA. So you have many of these hospitals and universities hooked up, you know, with agencies and the government working on projects, working on non-consensual human experimentation projects. Um, And Blackwater was more mercenary where they'd go over and fight private soldiers and things like that. But you take that idea and you put it on, uh, you put it on military research. And that's what the contractors who are doing this to us, that's what they are. You know, so they're basically... You know, what does Brian too call me? He calls them like uh, uh, barbarians or uh, intellectual barbarians. So they're basically, you know, scientific scientific mercenaries. Uh, You know, that's that that would be a good label for them. One suggested research thrust is to use external stimulant technology to enable. Okay, so this is this was in the other thing. I should have just read this one. One suggested research is to use external stimulant technology to enable the airman to maintain focus on aerospace tasks and to receive and process greater amounts of operationally relevant information. Something other than my my I guess. Another asked scientists to look into fusing multiple human sensing modalities to develop the capability for special operations forces to rapidly identify human born threats. No, this is not a page from the men who stare at goats. But perhaps the oddest and most dis- disturbing of the programs, many suggested directions is the one that notes conversely, the chemical pathway area could include methods to degrade enemy performance and artificially overwhelm any cognitive capabilities. That's right. The air force wants a way to fry foes minds or at least make them a little dumber i mean think about what they've done to to all of us i mean i can just say what they've done to me they've fried my mind i mean i can't think as i can't like you know i'm really fighting it so these things that i say like i'm trying not to be so um so down about them because i'm my you know your mind has neuroplasticity and, you know, the, some of these things that feel really bad now, that feel horrible, your mind will adapt to them and it will feel better. And they'll have to go to different protocols, putting in defenses, too, and like something like Dave cases CD or pleasing music or other things like b- binaural beats um, and using basically your willpower and your neuroplasticity and, and you know, uh, your adaptation to things you know so so sometimes like i'll they've made me feel like so depressed my attackers will give me this ultra depressed like dark feeling and i'm like okay this isn't going to be forever you know my mind will compensate for this this isn't like a normal feeling that's just coming from my mind you know they're they're messing with frequencies in my brain it actually affects your brain chemically Because your brain is, uh, you you know, the your brain works by electromagnetic electromagnetic frequencies. Uh, Electromagnetic frequencies affect the chemical function of your brain, and the chemical function of your brain affects electromagnetic frequencies. So when you're when you're producing a lot of serotonin, it's going to affect the electromagnetic frequency that your that your brain's working on. So if they can affect the electromagnetic frequency that your brain is working on they can, uh, you know, they can mess with your ser- serotonin production levels, um, your dopamine levels and things like that. That's why I think when, when, um, you know, when, when somebody's first targeted, uh, like first targeted very hard, they get very, very paranoid. And that's, well, that, that that is because it's so overwhelming and you don't know how big it is, but it's also because your dopamine levels are being affected too. When you're getting that, you're getting a, uh, um,
4: I think of shock
9: and awe, but um, you know you're getting shock. Your 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 get your brain is kind of shocked by how much electromagnetic frequencies are hitting it, and it's it's affecting your dopamine levels. You know they're they're raising up because your body's like I gotta defend myself, gotta defend myself, and you're producing too much dopamine because of the electromagnetic frequencies hitting your brain, and that's why a lot of like I was super. Uh, I'm still you know I'm still untrusting um but it's not so much paranoia it's a a vigilance it's a hyper vigilance now at the beginning i was paranoid of everybody i was like you know i don't know how big this is um everybody could be gang stalking you know what the hell is going on and it didn't help that you know my dopamine was probably going through the roof because i'm like oh god i've got to defend myself so my, my main point in that is just electromagnetic frequencies to the brain affect the chemical workings of it and it's also the opposite. Chemical workings of the brain affect the electromagnetic uh, frequencies that your brain's putting on. Um, it's the kind – okay, so I'm going to go back to the article now. It's the kind of official statement that seized on by anyone who is sure that the CIA planted a microchip in his head or thinks that the Air Force is controlling mines with an antenna array in Alaska. The same could be said – and you, you see how they, they make fun of it they they really make fun of it. Oh, let the conspiracy theories begin! And oh, 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 the CIA planted a microchip in you or something like that. So they they gotta do. I think that the people who write these articles on such uh, such technology that's held so close to the military-industrial complex, they have to be assigned to this, and they have to actually, you know, they probably have to, uh, you know, it has to be um, you know, words hard. Um, it, it probably has to be. Uh, uh, it's it signed off. It, somebody, somebody in the middle has to sign off on this article going out. You know, I, I think that agents working in you know all these magazines and, uh, and and definitely you know all these news channels and stuff like that. And you know if they're going to write about this. Has to be like, hey, can I say national security? Can I talk about this? Can I talk about? And they'll be like, yeah, you can talk about this, but you need a any, any you need to kind of make fun of it and make fun of people, uh, make fun of people who say that maybe this is happening to them, maybe it's being used on them, you know. So it kind of it kind of sets a tone, like, hey, this is out there, but obviously the military isn't using it on anybody. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah, right. Um. The same could be said about the 711's call to develop technologies to anticipate, find, fix, track, identify, characterize human intent and physiological status anywhere and at any time. That's it that was this is 2010 and they could already do most of this stuff but let me read that again the same could be said about the 711's call to develop technologies to anticipate, find, fix, track, identify, characterize human intent and physiological status anywhere and at any time. The ideas may sound wild, they are wild. And, and you know, we could say that like the way that this article says, these ideas may seem wild, they are wild. Like um, if, if somebody's like asking us about gang stalking or targeting, it's like, hey, this may sound crazy, it is crazy, you know. That's why that's why you think that this is crazy because it is crazy, and and I think that it's crazy too. Even experiencing this is crazy. This is not normal. Even even many many years of going through it, eight years where I was aware of it, like eight years ago I was aware of it, and I'm still not used to it. It's still so bizarre. Maybe it's even more bizarre the longer you go through it. Of course you. You know, of course you adapt to some of these things so you don't really just lose your effing mind, Uh, and we've got to do some of those things, but you never get used to this. You never get used to torture and people looking at your brain function. Kind of, I mean, basically like my, my psychiatrist was like, so you think they can read your thoughts and stuff like that? And I was like, well, they can just read the brain, but yeah, they can. They can basically read what you're thinking. And we all know that from remote neural monitoring, and also reading the vibrations in your throat and your jaw. Yes, they can basically read my thoughts. It's basically people on shift work with uh, automated equipment, and yeah, and yeah, they can. They can get what I'm thinking in my inner voice and visuals. Yeah, they can. You know, they can't read the whole brain, but basically, it's it's uh, you know people watching your thoughts. It is crazy. You know. Because, you know, it, you think it's crazy, and I think it's crazy because it is crazy. Uh, I'm getting off on a tangent there. But, okay, the idea, the ideas may sound wild. They are wild. But the notions aren't completely out of the military industrial mainstream. For years, armed forces and intelligence community researchers have toyed with ways of manipulating minds. During the Cold War, the CIA and the military allegedly plied the unwitting, the unwitting – the unwitting, non-consensual people who didn't know what was happening to them with dozens of psychoactive drugs and a series of zany, zany, they're so zany, and sometimes dangerous mind control experiments. So, I, you know, zany and sometimes dangerous really don't need to be put together. I mean, they're not zany when it's like really, really dangerous. When somebody's is being dosed with psychoactive LSD and then has electroshocks to them, it's not zany. It's not zany it's not funny you know uh in a series of zany and sometimes dangerous mind control experiments uh more recently the pentagon's most revered scientific advisory board warned in 2008 that adversaries could develop enhancements to their cognitive capabilities and thus create a threat to national security the national research council and defense intelligence agency Uh, Defense Intelligence Agency uh, followed suit, pushing for pharma-based tactics to weaken enemy forces. In recent months, the Pentagon has funded projects to optimize troops' minds, prevent injuries, preemptively assess vulnerability to traumatic stress, and even conduct remote control of brain activity using ultrasound. So let's see. Uh, In recent months, the Pentagon has funded projects to... And I'm going to go down to the bottom. They, they funded projects to remote control uh, to even conduct remote control of brain activity using ultrasound. And who are they doing that to? To targeted individuals. To all these people saying that it's being done to them because they have to have people to do it to to know what it's going to do to people. So I, I think people in society who don't think targeted individuals are telling the truth, they're missing one major thing. That if the military industrial complex, the Pentagon is researching on remote control brain activity using ultrasound, who are they researching on? So when you when you see something that directed energy that weapon this and, you know, Lockheed Martin's working on this and the Air Force is researching and developing neuro weapons, who are they doing it? on? They have to have human beings to do it all. I think that's that's a one to one. I don't see how anybody can, can go to four or three. It's a one-to-one thing. Research and development of these weapons means that they have to be tested on people. And you got a whole bunch of people saying, hey, something's being tested on me. So it should be a one-to-one common sense thing. And I really think that, that it is getting there. I think that with the way that mainstream media is set up and the way that we're kind of told what to care about, uh, you know, I think more more people than we think know about this stuff. They just don't know what to do. You know, they just don't know what they can do. They know it's happening. They don't know how bad it is. Um, but we gotta, we got to, you know, take what they do know about this and say, hey, this is really bad, and it's coming to everybody. So we, we definitely all need to be doing something, you know, calling our senators. Make You know, we need to do a lot more. We need to be getting the— getting these cases into court and stuff like that, um, just doing whatever we can. Um, okay, so the Air Force is warning potential researchers that this project may require top-secret clearance. They'll also need a high tolerance for seemingly loony theories sparked by the military itself. Well, why would, why would, uh, you know, if this if this technology exists, a high tolerance for, for seemingly loony theories. Okay, so... So the, the, the Air Force, they're, they're going to research and develop a bunch of neuroweapons, right? And you got, the, you got the DOD doing it through contractors, universities, and hospitals. Now they've got to get a high tolerance for seemingly loony theories. You know, all of these people that they're researching and developing on, that they're torturing on, they're going to be talking about it. So you see that the way that this article is like, man, you're going to have a lot of people who, who, like, have never read this article, but because the military-industrial complex is testing neuroweapons, they're just going to come out and think that they're being tested on. It's just going to happen. It's just going gonna, gonna to be like a mass hysteria. The military-industrial complex testing out weapons on people, and you're going to have some people who just think that they're being tested. You know, they, they've never heard about this. They've never heard about directed-energy weapons, never heard about neuroweapons, but they're going to think all kinds of wild things. So, so we see that disruption of reality. That that um, just oh man, there's going to be some people who are really uh, they're really paranoid because the military's actually doing this. I mean, like I don't I don't even get that. I I, I don't see how the mainstream lie can be such a conspiracy theory that is so hard to believe, and yet you know people are called truthers and conspiracy theorists and tinfoil hat wearing people. So, so, these are also articles from Wired. Let's see. Uh, okay, so these are also articles from Wired. Top Pentagon scientists fear brain modified foes. DARPA wants remote controls to master troops' minds. Pentagon preps soldier telepath- telepathy push. Defense spooks, let's control enemy minds. Report non lethal weapons could target brain, mimic schizophrenia. Wow, that's Army Yanks voice to skull devices site. So let's go to this one. Non-lethal weapons could non-lethal weapons could target brain, mimic schizophrenia. So they have all these articles about how these weapons exist and maybe they're being used on people and the people it's it's gonna look like schizophrenia. I might I might read this, I might save this for another time. This looks like a good article. Uh how long is it? Okay, I'll read this. But first. But first, let's go to the article that, that Wired Magazines wrote in 2018. I'm sorry, this came out in 2018 by Laurie Yan Mind Games, The Tortured Lives of Targeted Individuals. So They tell a story about a targeted individual, and then they say... To Grafstra, getting the chip implants was a no-brainer, and he loves to experiment with what they are capable of. Okay, in the beginning, okay, in the beginning
8: when he first started hearing from people who believed they had chips implanted against their will, Grafscher
9: wrote back to them. I was like, okay, this person is misinformed. It's a normal, intelligent person who maybe has the wrong idea. I tried really hard to engage. He suggested ways to verify if they really had an implant, like getting an X-rated doctor. He pointed out logical fallacies in their beliefs, including the technical impossibility of chip implants capable of tracking an individual. The GPS microchip would have the same energy demands and battery problems as a smartphone. While researchers are experimenting with implants that might help treat neurodegenerative diseases or link prosthetics to neural pathways, even the most advanced technology can't make someone hear voices or experience a different reality. But his logic appeals rarely matter. His logical appeals rarely matter. The people on the other end had already made up their minds. So you get, you get, you know, Wired Magazine, Wired Magazine, uh, trying to, to have this bent of, um, of, oh, this really smart guy who knows a lot about microchips. He says that none of this is really logical, that you can't really make somebody hear voices from a long way away. And yet look at all the articles look at all the articles that they they've written about the technology about the technology in the Pentagon actually you know actually um you know having programs that are like let's remotely affect soldiers minds who are they this is this is crazy that all these articles this is 2008 yeah 2008 2010 and that's another example of okay, you have all these magazines, they're reporting on this technology, you know, at at a certain time period, and then eight years later, hush, 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 hush. Eight, Eight years later, nobody can talk about it now. And if you talk about it, call the people who it's happening to crazy because we need more time. We need more time to use these weapons on people. So you see that with Wired Magazine. And I hope that, you know, I hope that lady who wrote the article in 2018 I hope she uh, got a big bag of money because I mean she can't take it to to hell with her when she goes to hell you know I guess that that's a little bit too hard harsh maybe she, she didn't know about all these other articles but it's just you know I mean there there's just things that journalists can look on I mean cuz cuz I get on Google and I look up all this stuff and I find concrete evidence And a journalist who's looking into targeted individuals can't look up the weapons, can't look up all that, and then put into an article, okay, well, look at all this stuff we wrote in our own magazine about non-lethal weapons, about neuro weapons, about all these programs. Wow, it really makes sense. The Army's really researching and developing these weapons. And then these people are saying that they're being hit with something. uh, There's something going on here, you know? Okay, I guess I'll, I'll read this. This looks like a pretty good article. Um, I guess I'll, I'll go ahead and read it, guys, and then I think I'm going to wrap it up. Oh, I wanted to read this
8: one. I wanted to read this one, too. Uh, maybe I'll read this.
9: I'll read this on my next video. This looks like a really good article this is from 2008 when they were probably talking a little bit more about this, but since it's now in full swing, it was in full swing in 2008, but now it's getting closer and closer to everybody, you know, figuring it out, uh, winning court cases and stuff. Now they got to really remain hush hush and, and just, uh, you know, spray on the propaganda and anything that they write. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and read this article and I'll, I'll save the other article. I'm actually going to go ahead and put it in my favorites for next time. So I haven't eaten. I got a bunch of fruit and stuff. I'm kind of hungry. Okay, let's read this. I've never seen this. Maybe some of you guys have seen this article from Wired. Maybe I read it before, but I definitely don't remember. Okay, so Sharon Weinberger um, from February 18, 2008, and okay, report non-lethal weapons could target the brain and mimic schizophrenia.
8: Of all With the
9: crazy, bizarre, less lethal weapons that have been proposed, the use of microwaves to target the human mind remains the most disturbing, and yes, it is very disturbing. Can talk to all you guys in the chat, and you can tell you. Tell people how disturbing
8: it. Uh, and myself. The My
9: question has always been, is this anything more than urban myth? We may not have the final answer to this question, but a newly declassified Pentagon report, bio effects, like economic weapons, obtained by a private citizen under the Freedom of Information that provides some fascinating tidbits on
5: exotic
9: weapons ideas. Among those are weapons that could disrupt the brain, as well as my longtime obsession, the Voice of God device, which creates voices in people's heads, also known as microwave hearing. That's, that's me adding that in, also known as microwave. Hearing. As the report notes, application of the microwave hearing technology could facilitate a private message transmission. It may it may be useful to provide a disruptive condition to a person not aware of the technology. Not only might it be disruptive to the sense of hearing, it could uh, be psychologically devastating if one suddenly heard voices within one's head. Yeah. Hearing a conversation 24 hours a day in your head where it's like you, you're you basically, it's like you're living with people. And then my attackers, it sounds like their voices are coming from like above and to the left. So they're always above me. So it's always voices above me talking about what I'm doing or having a conversation like the woman on the k now just said, uh, "What'd she say?" She's like,
8: "She said I don't want to do this anymore. This is crazy." That's the woman saying that.
9: And the guy just says, "We got to do it." They're they're pretty muffled when I'm doing something like when I'm doing external activity. I'd have to like, I have to kind of turn and and pay attention to tell exactly what they're saying. But they say the same, it's just like the same conversation over and over again, the same things. Um, sometimes the, they will int- interject things, um, you know, real time, which are different. Like, get out of there or something like that. But um, the guy just said he's a psycho. All right, so let me go on with this article. Uh, Because the frequency of the sound heard is dependent on the pulse characteristics of the RF energy, it seems possible that this technology could be developed to the point where words could be transmitted to to be heard like the spoken word, except that it could only be heard within a person's head. In one experiment, communication of the words from one to 10 using speech-modulated microwave energy was successfully demonstrated from 1 to 10. Microphones next to the the person experiencing the voice uh, could not pick up the sound. Additional development of this would open up a wide range of possibilities. This technology requires no extrapolation to estimate its usefulness. Microwave energy can be applied at a distance, and the appropriate technology, microwave energy can be applied at a distance, and the appropriate technology can be adapted from existing radar units. Aiming devices, likewise, are available, but for special circumstances which require extreme specificity, there may be a need for additional development. And that's also something else that they're working on, you know, putting in 5G. You know, they can hit us remotely, you know, from microwave towers, from satellites, from drones and everything, but they're trying to, you know, build up the grid even more so that they'd have more nodes, more, more transceivers everywhere, you know, transceivers in every building, transceivers at the front of every building, maybe you know, uh, transceivers in people's homes, you know, so that they can, uh, hit people, you know, and, and there would be no gaps. There'd be no stop gap, you know, uh, extreme directional specificity would be required to transmit a message to a single hostage surrounded by his captors. Signals can be tra- transmitted long distances, hundreds of meters, hundreds of meters, hundreds of meters, using current technology. And probably, and probably even longer in, in 2008 uh, than these people knew about. You know, than these people writing the article knew about. And that's hundreds of meters back in 2008. To so think about, it, it's 2018. I mean, you know, we're looking at long, long distances here. Miles and miles and miles, and you got microwave towers and five G towers everywhere. So there would be no stopgap on people that they're hitting like us. Now I was hit in the chest. Um, you know, on a flight to uh, when I went to Green Bank, West Virginia, I was hit in the chest on an airplane, and it seemed like it was coming from like from above me into my chest. Um, and I'm, I, you know, so that was either over the horizon radar. Um, or straight from a satellite. I think it was probably over-the-horizon radar uh, that they went to, because I think that when you're in an airplane, there may be, and they're actually, you know what? Somebody, some other people have said this, and this is probably what it was. There, there are probably antenna in microwave towers for cell phones on airplanes now, and they can tap into that. That's probably really what it was. Either over-the-horizon radar, or there was just a, a microwave, you know, something akin to a microwave tower, within the airplane, you know, so people can use their cell phones and things like that. Uh, I think they had that. I think that you could use your cell, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure about that. Um, Okay, extreme directional specificity would be required to transmit a message to a single hostage surrounded by his captors. Signals can be transmitted long distances, hundreds of meters using current technology. Longer distances and more sophisticated signal types will require more bulky equipment, but it seems possible to transmit some of the signals at closer ranges using uh, man-portable equipment. If voices in your head aren't disturbing enough, the report also goes on to theorize about a microwave weapon that could use electromagnetic pulses to disrupt the brain's functioning. it would work through a rhythmic activity synchronization of brain neurons that disrupts normal cortical control of the corto, corticospinal and corticobulbar uh, pathways that disrupts normal functioning of the spinal motor neurons, which control muscle and body movements. This concept is still very theoretical, the report notes. No, it's not very theoretical. They have these weapons and they're using them on people and researching, developing them, and, and advancing them. So that they're not theoretical at all, they've been used for a long time. Uh, but this article has to say it's still really theoretical and let's cover our bases here. So people don't think it's actually in use because it is, uh, application of electromagnetic pulses is also a conceptual non-lethal technology that uses, you know, they need to stop using non-lethal. You can tell anything, you know, with this, with this kind of weaponry and how they're using it on so many people. Obviously, they had to come up with the most PC, non-lethal. You know, it's non-lethal. It's not gonna, it's not gonna permanently screw up anybody's body. And you can ask any targeted individual who's been, you know, tortured by this stuff for more than a year, more than a week. Ask them if this is non-lethal. Ask me if this is non-lethal. No, this is very lethal. It screwed up my nervous system and my brain. Screwed up my muscles. Um, this is so lethal mutilating technology, they should call it, instead of non-lethal technology, they should call it body mutilation technology. That's what I'm going to call it. Okay, so, um, okay, application of electromagnetic pulses is also a conceptual non-lethal technology that uses electromagnetic energy to induce neural synchrony and disruption of voluntary muscle control. The effectiveness of this concept has not been demonstrated. However, from past work in evaluating the potential for electromagnetic pulse generator to affect humans, it is estimated that sufficiently strong internal fields can be generated within the brain to trigger neurons. So that, you know, they can shoot one frequency and then another frequency coming from another direction, which is, uh, Uh, what's that called? Somebody in chat will probably know this, but like two beams hitting and creating a field out of those two beams right in the middle of your head. So they can like trigger neuronal changes in the brain. Um, Oh God, it's something simple that I've heard over and over. Um, I can't, I can't think of it right now. Uh, it's just when you put two things together. You you put two things together to make a, to make one thing. Um, oh, I can't think of it. Okay, I'll move on. Uh, sadly, there's little context for the report. Um, and my brain is trying to figure out what what that is. Um, okay. Sadly, there's little context for the report, which is dated 1998. And no specific references to current programs or research, if any, about such weapons. But there are programs, and there are, re- and there is research going on. And there was in 2008. There were ton. There was tons of research. Let's see how long this article is. From Air Force Medical Service.
8: Oh, no, I'm pretty tired. I got to
9: eat. Okay. I'll, I'll go through this. Let's just, let's go ahead and read this. Cause this is a good article. I, I haven't read through the whole thing, but I, I think it's going to be a good article. Um, air force medical service directed energy weapons research a new frontier for air force medicine by Peter Holstein, air force surgeon general public affairs published November eight, two 2017. So directed energy weapons are an emerging technology that US forces will see on tomorrow's battlefield. Right now we're seeing them in domestic situations, domestic terrorism situations, but maybe they'll be on the battlefield tomorrow. And they're and they're already used in the battlefield too. So I mean that's that's a lie that they're not ready for battlefield use. They use them they use Prototypes and things like that in wars, and the, the, you know we've seen in Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, bodies just burnt to a crisp because they're they're using directed energy weapons that just at at a, at a certain level that just roast the body. You know, um, Air Force medical researchers are working now.
0: It's the end. Though ever to the streets and crowds, no longer simple thinking of survival somehow. Viewed as threat, they are met with projectiles. The blood spills as the fires burn for miles. Panic and destruction is all that surrounds, and you better hit the deck when the boots hit the ground. Ashes to ashes, we all fall down. Ashes to ashes, we all fall down. Nothing will remain. Take your last look around. Now the screams of pain have replaced all the sound. Ashes to ashes, we all fall down. Ashes to ashes, we all fall down. The time has arrived, now watch it unfold. Everything is inside ignites and explodes. Don't believe the lies you've been told. Don't believe the
9: lies you've been told. Now To better understand the medical effects of these weapons so that we are ready to treat injuries from directed energy weapons in future wars. Maybe we need to contact Air Force, uh, you know, the, this Air Force surgeon say hey have y'all figured out how to how to repair damage from directed energy weapons because like all of these innocent citizens are getting uh, cooked with them so it'd be nice uh falls church virginia on the battlefield of tomorrow bullets and bombs will not be the only threat to u.s military personnel the rise of directed energy weapons is creating a need to understand the medical effects of these weapons And Air Force medical researchers are studying these questions. Evolving threats in a dangerous world drive the direction of military health research. Directed energy weapons are one of the newest forms of weapons, just making their way from research and development onto the battlefield. Oh, and how they research and develop them. How are they researching and developing? Ask ask that question. So they're they're making their way from research and development onto the battlefield. How they do the research and development? You know? Uh, and how are they still doing the research and development? Uh, right now, we don't see many directed energy weapons in current conflicts, said Lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel Richard Yo, Yeo, you, uh, Chief of the counter, Counter-Directed Energy Weapons Branch in the Air Force Medical Support Agency. Counter-Directed Energy Weapons Branch in the Air Force Medical Support Agency. We're in the early stages of learning about the long and short-term medical effects these weapons have on people both in terms of collateral damage and users. Directed energy weapons send highly focused energy, commonly electromagnetic energy, towards a target to disable or injure it. Well-known types include lasers and radio frequency emitters. Some, like lasers, affect a target's vision. Others use high-power microwaves to cause a feeling of intense heat without burning the target. U.S. military, private industry, and foreign governments are all developing these weapons, some for non-lethal anti-personnel uses and others to disable electronics. So let's read that again. Some more concrete evidence from Air Force Medical Journal. The U.S. military, private industry, and foreign governments are all developing these weapons. Some for non-lethal anti-personnel uses and others to disable electronics. How would they develop these weapons? Of course, they manufacture prototypes, right? Manufacture prototypes, then what do they do? How do they develop better weapons? How do they advance the weaponry and know how they're working on human beings and what they're doing to human beings and what they can do to human beings? Well, they use them on human beings? What are targeted individuals saying? something's being used on us microwaves it's messing with our brains and our nervous systems it's hurting our bodies it's torture they're doing it 24 hours a day to us seems pretty weird gotta make those connections you know people who are not targeted individuals because we've made the connections uh we've had to make the connection we have to look at all this crap we have to look at all this information we can try and get not, reg- not regular people, but people who are not going through this to believe us and, and stop it. Stop the genocide, the worldwide genocide and research on human beings. Non-consensual research. Um, this assortment of technology creates a wide range of potential impacts on people, which researchers are just starting to understand. The most likely injuries are to the eyes and skin, said you... you. You, Yo. <laughs> you. We continue to identify gaps in our knowledge and our treatment and making plans to fill those gaps with new research. We want to be prepared to diagnose and treat injuries from directed energy weapons before we see them on the battlefield. Since directed energy weapons are an emerging force on the battlefield, cooperation between medical researchers and the line researchers developing new directed energy weapons is important. Collaboration between the Air Force Research Lab and medical researchers has, has contributed to research progress on both sides, and you expects it will continue to bear fruit. The majority of directed energy weapons bioeffects research is from the uh, Air Force Research Laboratory. Said you, the Counter Directed Energy Weapons Branch connects the medical side of this research. We are leveraging this research to help fill in the gaps in our medical knowledge to develop possible medical countermeasures. It would be nice if they would give those to us or stop murdering us. I think stop murdering us would be better. Uh, Medical researchers bring different training and perspective than line researchers who focus on the effectiveness of the weapon and the health and safety of the operator. Asking different research questions pays dividends in learning how to prevent and treat directed energy injuries. When line researchers zap a tissue, they zap a tissue, they record the physiological and behavioral effects to develop safety standards and predict injuries from collateral damage. Said so you, a med- <laughs> I can't stop doing it, guys. So a medical researcher might look at the same test and learn more, like the medical implications to help identify the right treatment protocols. We don't totally understand how these weapons affect people now, but through this collaboration, we look forward to making important progress. Prevention and eye protection is another critical area of research. Just like with a pair of normal sunglasses, eye protection devices only block certain wavelengths of light. For pilots, it is critical to make sure that this eye protection blocks the correct pattern type of wavelength and that it does not impede their ability to read their electronic cockpit displays. Directed energy weapons are definitely part of the future of war fighting, said you we should not sit back and wait for the first injury to occur and react to it. When we do fight that future war, and this is in the present time that this stuff is going on, they always say future war is in the future. We need to have the correct threat prevention and tools to protect our warfighters. Why don't you protect citizens from being attacked by this stuff? Why don't you say, "Hey, and citizens are being researched on, and we're going to work on some stuff to protect them, like stopping it, like stopping the program." And while we while we try and stop it, we're going to give them some kind of, uh, you know, defenses, help them, be great, be great. Okay. All right, guys. So so I just wanted to read those articles, and I kind of read two more uh than I thought I was going to be reading. I kind of wanted to make this short, but uh but some good information.
8: And where's my chat room open. Can you find it. I think I X'd it out. Let's see. How do I do that? Let's get back. All right, guys. So, so yeah, I just wanted to read those articles um,
9: just showing, like, how Wired Magazine has all these articles, you know, about the technology, saying that the Pentagon's working on it, saying that the Air Force is working on it. You know, and all these uh, different technologies, and then they write an article about people who are saying that they're being researched on. You know, and basically slant it to where uh, these people are paranoid and stuff like that. So it's not it's not balanced, and it's on purpose. It's not an accident where they just didn't remember these other articles they wrote. It's on purpose, and they cannot write these people may be telling the truth. You know, they have to slant. Those articles right now. There are some, some okay. people, you know. There there are some good magazines, and you know, Romola D is a, is a, an awesome journalist. You know, telling the truth. Um, you know, I think there are actually, you know, there they, and there's you know a lot of independent journalists telling the truth. Um, I don't I don't know how many mainstream people are telling the truth, um, but that's what we're looking to fix. So um, so that's about it guys. Um, hey Diana. Hey no taxation without representation. Hey Julie Anderson. Hello, mind control Christian. Hey Lily Grace. Hey guys. Yeah, I'm grateful to Ramola D. I'm grateful to Dr. Horton getting information. I'm grateful to Ella. I'm grateful to you know Richard Lighthouse. Um, trying to think of as many people as I can. I mean, I you know there's so many people you know getting truth out. Hey, thanks for coming, Badger Report. Um, yeah, anytime you want to come in, and if you, um, yes, yes, some leak. Oh, okay, um, well, uh, Badger Report, like just go, just when you're watching the video, just. Uh, freeze it just pause it and then you'll see the links up at the top of the screen is that is that too hard for you guys like is it too small like are the links too small where you can't see them because i will start doing that i'll start okay I'll, I'll start um getting the most important links of the articles that i'm going through and i'll just i'll put them in the uh descriptions but like i thought what y'all could do is just um you know when you're watching the videos just pause it and get the uh You know, just get the link at the top. Um, Hey, Native Neuropters. Thank you. Thank you. Um, All right, guys, I'm going to get some food. Um, I'm going to get some food and and maybe play some video games and just kind of chill out. I don't want to say I'm I'm, I'm doing okay right now. I'm doing okay right now, you know. Um, Taking a lot of Kratom taking a lot of CBD oil, you know, um, doing okay right now. It's because I'm, I'm staying consistent with listening to Dave Casey's CD at night, getting into my Faraday bunker, keeping the grounding on, you know. I think that if I really do the cleansing, do the cleansing with <laughs> Epsom salt, switch it out, Epsom salt, and then switch it out with um, with borax, uh, borax and palm olive, the orange kind, because that's L-lactate acid. Um, and then I start working out, I think I can feel even better, you know? Um, but I, I hope you guys are, are using some things. So Autumn says, Kyle is on to talk to Dr. Giudorno about our, okay, on January 25th. Okay.
4: I'm going to, I'm going to look at that.
9: Let me, let me go to it now while you guys are still here. Uh, January 25th. But, um. Do you remember what video, Autumn? What did he say? Okay, well, so she'll she'll put what he said. Let me look it up and see what he said. And I'll I'll share my screen. Let's see. Oh, that's great. I, I thought about getting into contact with him, but that it's my um it's my doubtful mind where I'm like, man, I'm going to call this guy and he's not going to help us. He's going to say he doesn't know anything about it. I, we really, I, I've got to be a little bit more bold there, you know, calling people and talking with them and maybe even, you know, getting them to come talk on my channel. I can just, I don't, I don't have a huge, you know, like Dr. Horton's bigger than me. Um, and she, she does some good interviews, but I could say, Hey, I have a, yeah, I have a small channel that, that talks to target individuals. Could you come on to so January twenty-fifth?
8: Was it the video six days ago?
9: Okay, I might have to look through my videos to find it. Okay, so it's the one, uh it's actually that video. The the one with that I was showing him talking it um at West Point,
8: let's
9: see. Oh. oh, I got a comment from Linda. I need to call her. I haven't talked to her in so long. Linda Costanzo, some of you guys who go to the conference calls may know her. She's so awesome. She's like my TI older sister or mom. I have not called her or talked to her in so long. She gets targeted very hard. She left a comment saying, thank you for all you're doing, Kyle. I finally figured out how to comment here. If you're watching this, Linda, I love you. Love you. Miss you. I'm going to call you soon. Just, okay, here it is. So this is, uh, let me, let me share the screen. Let me share the screen, guys, and I'll show you all this comment by Chapuis Zonta, who is awesome.
8: Where did it go?
9: There it is. Okay, so here it is right here. Uh, I called Chabuizanta. I called Dr. James G. Adorno's office and asked why he was involved in our abuse, that he must either help us or suffer the consequences of potentially going to prison. He called the cops. The cops came to my house and told me to never call him again. Whole experience was boring and I'm tired of being ganged up on all day by a bunch of crazy people in corny ass Ohio, Maryland Kettering, Ohio. Oh my god. Called oh, the cops on, her. he called the cops. Yeah, I'm gonna call and I mean if he's calling the cops on people. Okay, let's see the comments. Autumn says it was worth it, it was worth your effort. Now we know his answer towards this crime. Yeah. Thank you so much. Great job. Anthony Ryan's ask them next time if you can check under their eyes with the black light. I, I don't understand that. All right guys. Well that's not um that's not the news that, that I want to hear. Um I'm gonna go ahead and call I'm gonna try and get with uh if somebody can tell Chapuis Zonta if you if you talk to him or chat with him tell her to get in touch with me or, or him. I'm not sure if it's a him or her. Uh, so, so she can maybe give me his number. You know, I want to call and see, I'm going to try and play it diplomatically, you know? Um, cause I think, I think she kind of came out swinging a little bit, which is good, which is good. But I think maybe, maybe if I just like, I don't know, try and talk to him and try and, like, be like, hey, we know you're doing, you're in the uh, experimentation, non-consensual human experimentation, and maybe, like, act like I'm, um I don't know. You know, I don't know. I'll, I'll try something, but that's that's bad news. Because uh, he says that he wants ethics in this. He said, you know, could be, he could just be a liar. And so, all right, guys, well, I'm going to go ahead um, yeah, John Marie Bazo, Dr. Horton will come on your show, Call. Yeah, she had an interview. Um, she did an interview with uh, Michael uh, Michael Barton, uh, and that was pretty good. I, I don't know. Um, I kind of just like, you know, I, I don't want to get into too many interviews and stuff like that. I, I'd really just like to put information out. I might. It's just I don't have a lot of energy, and, you know, I just, you know, I'm comfortable with what I'm doing right now but I guess I, I just need to, I, I mean, I can talk, you know, I can talk about stuff and, um, maybe, maybe I will, maybe I'll try and get in contact with Dr. Horton. Cause like, I, you know, she talks about, like, I saw these videos where she was going around cause she has pain in her body. Like she has pain in her knee and she has pain, you know, in certain parts, like on her head right there. And I really want to, and she may know this by now, but, you know, that, that to me, that's remote neural manipulation. Even if you have an implant, like in your jaw, it'll hurt around the area, but the implant sends signals. It's like they put implants by bundles of nerves that then send a signal to your brain, then your brain sends the pain signal to another area of your body. So, um, I really, cause she, she, she gets, she brings information to so many people and I really wanted to, you know, solidify that information with her, how a lot of this is remote neural manipulation. It's a, they're, they're getting in resonance with your brain and they're sending signals to your brain that send pain signals to your body. So there was a time, and she it, she may think differently, now. so I'm not sure, but there was a time when she was like, okay, if I have pain in my body, that's where they put an implant. But that's not really, that's not the logical conclusion of, of what I've experienced and what I've researched and kind of what I know about this, you know? Yeah, yeah.
8: Can you try? Okay. All right, guys. So, um,
9: yeah. So Diana's saying, I wonder if we could all send letters to his office. Make him, let's guilt him. He should feel really guilty about being involved in this. Okay. And Diana, you said, when are Ella's conference calls? Uh, Ella's conference calls are Tuesday and Thursday night. It's eight central time. Um, and then she has a radio show, like a radio interview, I think Friday, Thursday or Friday, but I don't like, like I go, okay, if you go to free conference call, you put in, um, uh, TI angel 2016. T I angel 2016 to get in free conference call on the computer, but I don't have the numbers. So if somebody wants to put the numbers to Ella's conference call, uh, in the, in the chat room. I think Diana needs those. Um, and the chat's gonna, the chat keeps going for a little while, even after I end the, um, you know, the, uh, the live stream. All right guys. And I, you know, I'll make a better effort of putting the links, um, putting the links in my uh in the description of the video but if you guys can just try and freeze the video and get the links on the top i know that sometimes it's a longer link so it's hard But see it see if you can do that see if it's convenient enough all right guys i love y'all love y'all i hope y'all are using some stuff to get you know some relief i hope you're just surviving and don't give up yeah john marie saying
8: yeah i don't know maybe i don't know
9: i'm kind of just i'm liking this doing the live streams and just getting solid information out and i think a lot of you know a lot of uh targeted individuals are doing a lot of interviews and they're covering all that you know I, i feel like right now for right now and it, this could change. You know, I'm going to maybe try and do some more videos that are, are well edited. Cause I think those will get more eyes on it. Like it'll get more non TIs interested if I can make some well edited videos. So that's the next challenge. Uh, it's, a, it's going to be a challenge because I'm ADD as hell. And, um, you know, it's just easier for me to get on and talk. And I, I feel like sometimes I'm, I get angry because you know, the, the information is so important. The, yeah, the the information is so important and you guys know that it's important, but just somebody talking, even if their information is so important for people to know somebody who's talking about something ridiculous, but makes a well edited video or something entertaining, they're going to get more views on that information that's just who cares about that, you know? So, but, but I kind of just like this now, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of filling a role in the TI community like I'm putting out articles get you know kind of stockpiling this information out um so that everybody can grab it everybody doing whatever they're doing can get a hold of it and we'll all have a lot of uh concrete information valuable resources you know. all right, guys, good night. Uh, god bless you all I love you all um, and I think I think the next video I I've already kind of, thought of Really wanted to oh. do. Um, it seems like a lot of people can. Um, yeah, you know, yeah at that yeah. End of the video I made got tons of views, and I think that so. I think there's a lot of
0: people. I didn't expect to have her in a different remote. I don't want to
1: hear about my I Yeah, not why? She
0: can focus.
5: Ladies and gentlemen,
1: welcome back to the auditorium for um, the the penultimate event this evening. Now, I've got a few things I must say. First of all, we have Dolly, it's uh, Dolly Indigo Star, she's going to be on this evening, in which case. Uh, tomorrow's event will start a bit later, in fact, we're going to open at 10am. Oh God! Yeah, oh, so you get a bit of online in tomorrow. tomorrow. We, won't on a, we won't want to tomorrow's speakers this interview, you
5: got a bit of a late run, we still got time to go to the low to get more <laughs> stuff right. like that. we are going to have the basis Um, film a
2: festival where you winners uh, best the best movies for you to be and, uh, and
8: uh,
2: as
1: you well. excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, um, this is we're going to have for now. we're going to have a Q&A at the end of the next
3: speaker's event, okay? So, you will get a chance to ask the next speaker some questions. But um, I'm not going to introduce the next speaker. What, what we're going to talk about right now is very, very important. The next speaker is a keynote. It, this really cutting edge you know, And so we have the introduction. But
2: what I'm going to do now is introduce you to Sarah Anderson. I wanted to Okay,
6: the <laughs> everything's very, very important. Uh, the reason that uh, uh, the super soldier Summit oh, along with Sarah and Max, and the kind of material that Dr. Duncan spoke then is absolutely incredible and he has more come but Sarah.
5: You're sort of in this so that's why we have Dr. Robertson
4: here. So if you hold that microphone and introduce you, Dr. Robertson.
7: To
5: Dr. Robert Duncan. I'm going to
8: go ahead and give a briefing of what he's going to see. Here, you right? Yes, yeah, it's changed a little bit. A little bit. Okay. Go ahead. Okay,
7: so Dr. Robert Duncan will be speaking about human communication and evolution of mankind. Dr. Robert Duncan will be speaking on Saturday and Sunday with two different presentations. His lectures will focus on his. Research
10: interests, which include creating, mentoring candidates and super spies, spies. Uh using
7: cybernetic hive minds as well as no-touch torture tactics.
10: That's that's very
7: interesting. He exposes the mind control research atrocities being done on the human race in order to improve his improve government. Techniques. Yes. Made not interesting well, and
10: Well, I changed it a little bit. I decided to put a positive spin on cyborging the human race and transhumanism. So it's exactly the opposite of the last speaker. I remember
8: last time.
10: So, you, you know, and I, I talk so often about the dark side, torture, and How to behaviorally modify human beings that I thought I would put a little positive twist on it. But there is a harbinger a warning for humankind in my next lecture. And this is just to uh, enlighten people where the human race is going. I mean, this is definitely happening. There's no way to stop it, but there are some positives that come out of
7: this. I would, okay, out of everything, there are some positives.
10: There, yes. Um, it's
8: definitely to help humanity
7: somewhat evolve in some way. I
8: mean, it's like a school here.
10: <laughs> That's right. Okay. Well, well, thank you for the introduction. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get started with the presentation. Thank you, sir. Um <laughs> Let me. Uh, can you put up the first slide, please? Oh, there we go. So when I started to create this presentation, I, I always do new material. I, I I hate to repeat myself, and that's why I write books. You know, said once, read it. You know, it's. Uh, it's just easier for me that way. Uh, so this, these are new presentations and, uh, Miles invited me out here and, uh, he said, it's going to be on cyborging and, uh, cyborging, the basic definition is cybernetic organism. So it's transforming human beings into partially machines. Now does that necessarily mean um, metal or electronic circuits no it doesn't And, and as we go through this presentation i'll explain that, but let me talk a little bit more about myself before I go on, so I. I have many degrees, studied all my life, Uh, went uh, to work for uh, the Department of Defense uh, projects for the CIA, Justice Department, Um, and my specialty uh, was really artificial intelligence and robotics, and within artificial intelligence, it's pattern recognition, Um, and that's what the human brain basically does. It filters. And it recognizes patterns. So I've worked on a, a robot, for example, that's called Infant. Uh, it's an acronym, but it learns to grasp objects, and it gets better and better at it, faster and faster. I've, uh, I wrote, uh, along with two other people, the artificial intelligence code to track all the submarines around the world and in fact i don't know if i'm allowed to say this the last time i was in your country about 20 years ago i was worried i couldn't get through customs you know uh, two days ago is uh, i went to a couple of your secret bases royal work with the royal navy uh nato uh, and it was, uh, it, there was a bug in our software, uh, that they sent me over to fix and we were, I'm just kind of rambling, telling a story. Uh, I get there in the command and control center, working on the code, trying to find the bug and soon there were tracks everywhere in the command and control center. And I think I screwed up I, I did something wrong. They're like, no, no, no. This time of year is when all the Soviet subs move. (laughs) Those are accurate tracks. So I felt pretty good about myself. Uh, I've worked on technologies such as uh, inner city gunshot, sniper fire to triangulate on the sound waves. a lot of like fingerprint recognition, voice recognition, voice transformation. How do you fool somebody on the phone? And in fact, this was used in the Gulf War. Uh, they called up the generals, used voice transformation. So it sounded like there are other generals giving orders to uh, the, the commanders in the field and they fooled them where to go. Um, but voice identification is very common, especially with your GCHQ or, you know, back home we call the NSA. Uh, the technologies go on, and you know, I was lucky. I was just a scientist. I enjoyed just working on high-end technologies, and so, you know, but I I ended up getting a conscience, and I was, I was working on. EEG controlled robots, and all that means is electroencephalograph reading the brainwaves off of human beings and learning to control things like robots go left, right, forward, back. Um, But I saw how this technology could be abused. I, I, I don't consider myself a whistleblower per se. Uh, other people call me that. But um, there are very bad things going on, uh, at least in, in the United States with the CIA, uh, with torture and interrogation. Now, they've improved their methods. Uh, it can all be done wirelessly now. So you can insert maximum pain into a human excuse me, into a human being and you maybe it's uh, for interrogation, for example, and tomorrow I'll talk a little bit more about that and uh, cybernetics of cybernetic hive minds. But uh, that was just kind of give you a sample of my background. I've also been an international consultant uh, for business. Not very interesting. um so um let me move on i hit space oh yeah here we go so i want to start off with a quote by one of my idols you've all heard of albert einstein a human being is a part of the whole called by us the universe a part limited in time and space He experiences himself, his thoughts and feelings as something separated from the rest, a kind of optical delusion of his consciousness. This delusion is a kind of prison for us, restricting us to our own personal desires and to affection for a few persons nearest to us. Our task must be to free ourselves from this prison by widening our circles of compassion to embrace all living creatures and the whole of nature and its beauty. I love that quote. And what he's trying to say is the sense of self is a delusion that we're born as babies and we develop an ego and we think we're separate from the entire universe. We have this sense of self it's a delusion Uh, so even pronouns you me they they're they're false categorizations when you have the more abstract and bigger viewpoint and this can be even proven diving down going in the reverse direction Uh, uh, people with epilepsies in the 1950s 60s would have their brain the two halves of the brain split in half And they functioned as one human being, even though the two hemispheres were no longer communicating with each other. And you can also see this with individuals with multiple personalities. Uh, The sense of self is a complete delusion. And I think that was my main point there. So this presentation is going to be sort of on the philosophy of transhumanism. And I, I want to kind of show you that this has been going on forever. There's nothing new. it's happening faster and so it scares people. but we have been transforming ourselves for a long time. Um, what, what are tools? you know an extension of the hand um, our cars or houses? part of our extension. We use different language to describe it. but it's really part of your being uh, is an implanted tooth. For example, part of you is it transhumanism. What is it? I mean, we think of these as benign things. Um, but really, what we're struggling with is the mind body duality. We have a mind. And a biological robot body, the best tool you'll ever use. And it's hard for us to grasp that we you know, are your fingernails or hair really part of you just because they grew out of you. Um, And so I'm going to get into uh, a few examples in nature that will show you that this has been a long going evolution and culture and that we should not be so scared of these additions to our physical being and technology
8: if
10: if you think about it uh there are only a few species apes they actually can teach their young to crack uh, uh walnuts coconuts with rocks now that's a learned behavior Uh, They can also dig for termites by licking a stick and they can teach their young how to get food that way. But generally, most animals don't teach their young anything. They're all inbred. Uh, They're all genetic programming. Um, So technology is a life form that lives through human minds. And we just happen to be the smartest creatures on Earth that were advancing this at a very rapid rate. <clears throat> so, let me talk about uh, these abstract ideas. Uh, you know, there's an ant hill. Ant colonies. Look at the structures they build. Um, but what's interesting is biologists don't really look at individual ants they consider that an organism and that the ants are just cells uh, and y- you can do the analogy that human beings were just made of cells in part they can be replaced they can be regenerated um, it's an organism uh, there's a beehive similar thing they, they weren't uh, taught by their youngsters how to make a beehive this is Uh, behavior that is pre-programmed into their neural structure and their genetics. another example is a bird's nest, for example. They don't know how to make a bird's nest when they're born. They just intuitively know. So the the question is, are they construction or part of the organism and species? are the cells of your body part of a colony? Can a human survive outside of society? And the answer is kind of no. Um, uh, obviously, the people in the International Space Station, you know, they, they have done a pretty good job. But there was this experiment by a Harvard professor uh, that called the biosphere. And they did it twice, and they wanted to see if humans can survive in an enclosed, encapsulated space with food, plants, you know, uh, what, what you would expect to uh, help humans survive. And it turns out, no, they couldn't. The one thing that they got wrong was that we're symbiotic creatures with the Earth. We need bacteria, for example, in our colons. It helps process food, and without that, you will die. And so we are part of the earth, and you have to supplement it. I guess if you're in space, in order to survive. So, I'm I'm hoping to generate thought and questions within you. Where does the definition of body? begin or end. What is your body? And you know, I couldn't come up with a good answer. <laughs> um yeah. so here are some funny pictures. Uh so there's a long history in many cultures. Oh, where's my laser point? Okay, long history in many cultures. You guys probably know this guy here. <laughs> uh, so in China, and they've they've stopped the practice, but they used to bind the feet, causing these weird uh, deformities that the the women could barely walk, but it was considered beautiful. Uh, and similarly, here in Ethiopia, that's the lip plates, you know, sliced, exerted, extended is considered a form of beauty. Now, is this cy- is this uh, cyborging? I don't know, but it's body modification. And we've been doing it for a long time. And here's an extreme example of, uh, I forget which country that's from, that they stretch the necks. Now, if you take off those rings, they'll break their neck. And I don't know if that's still practice. Um, Now, you might want to say maybe there's there's reason behind it. Okay, practical reasons other than cultural acceptance. Is there an uh, an analogous modification of the mind? Well, you might think, well, that's why people go to finishing schools and learn etiquette, which I must say. The English people are more polite than <laughs> than Americans. They like shit. Uh, so is uh, y- you know what is this transformation that is going on in the human race? Now, your typical idea of cyborg is this is an image from the Terminator. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and. You know, it comes from a future time, but it's actually not that far off. Let me read you a a definition of uh, that. I got from Wikipedia of what a cyborg is, and one can argue that the this is the end goal of human augmentation, a perfect machine that can live forever and withstand temperatures go to whether planets have better eyes that we do and is you know, stronger and et cetera. So the term cyborg is not the same thing as bionics and often applied to an organism that has restored function or enhanced ability due to the inter- integration of some artificial component or technology that relies on some sort of feedback. While cyborgs are commonly thought of as mammals, which means they have to have something related to earth natural species, they might also conceivably be any kind of organism and the term cybernetic organism, and that's what cyborg stands for, has been applied to networks such as road systems, corporations and governments. It's an abstract term. The term can also apply to microorganisms which are modified to perform at uh, higher levels than their unmodified counterparts. <clears throat> and, and then it is a uh, hypothesis that cyborg technology will form a part of the future human evolution. And I don't see any way to stop it. Uh, Let's move on. So back in the day, I worked on a project called that says that cyborg technology will form a part of the future human evolution. And I don't see any way to stop it. Uh, Let's move on. So... Back in the day, I worked on a project called the Soldier 2000 Project. I obviously had to, (laughs) before do this, and we wired up uh, soldiers and people in hospitals. You know, uh, we used guinea pigs, Um, and it was to collect all their vital systems, uh, their uh, you know, and track them where they were. what their heart rate is, their breathing, their stress levels, uh, mental states, and et cetera, like that. Um, and it was using a wireless body LAN to do it. Now, the technology has advanced much further than that. And like, <clears throat> uh, I also worked on a project uh, in graduate school to make paralyzed people walk again. And it's it's always a double-edged sword with every technology. I know I'm repeating myself, but technology is neutral. Uh, you know, you can use it for good or evil. Fire is the most basic example. You know, kills bacteria, cooks food, keeps you warm. But you can also burn down villages. There's always a militarization or weaponization of any technology. So the weaponization, I suppose. Of helping paralyzed people walk again, are exoskeletons. That uh, there's still a problem with the power source, but uh, one ounce of force can lift 300 pounds. But the tactile feedback, this is called haptic feedback, won't even squish a grape. And so you can be as gentle or as strong as you want. And these are obviously suits for the future. Right now, the military uses them for loading heavy objects, so the the person doesn't get tired of lifting them onto the truck. <clears throat> um, let's talk about how we build this cyborg. Well. Right now, we already have artificial skin. It's made of a hexane material that the body doesn't reject. Well, the positive use is for burn victims. Um, You you can't really have a skin graft if you have too too much of your surface uh, destroyed. So artificial skin, that's great. That's great. And then then the... uh, I'm going grab my laser pointer again. So this other slide here is uh, showing how they inject cells into a scaffolding um, and the cells grow and the scaffolding kind of uh, uh, goes away. And this is a process to grow organs, bones, uh, uh, many, many different things uh, uh, Things that humans would like if they get old and their organs fail. So you can see the positive, why we are inventing these things. Here, here's a weird one. Uh, pointer, I think. Said, um, is the mouse growing a human ear? I don't know how you lose a human ear. but uh, And that can be transplanted onto
8: the person.
10: So lacks that organ and here's, here's another thing. Okay, we have an artificial heart. Um, who doesn't want an artificial heart? I mean, Dick Cheney's gotten many of them. He's pretty evil. <laughs> uh, so, so we are cyborging ourselves. But but for good reason, we want to live longer. What What is this drive? We are striving for immortality, not just a natural human instinct. We fear pain and we want immortality. So let's talk about something that doesn't sound like it has anything to do with cyborging, but it's human augmentation uh, is genetic engineering. I mean, this is another big topic. Are we going to create a super race? I mean, what will the human people in any country want their babies to be like? Well, they're going to want them smart. They're going to want them handsome. Who 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 knows? Whatever the the the, 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 the call characters characteristics are. Um, but with the promises, is we can engineer out diseases. We can. Literally change the DNA and the mutations that have occurred, and there are, on average, about three mutations per generations that have a morphological um, outcome. And so, you can get rid of those diseases. You can test for them and literally rewire the diseases. Uh, it's it's wonderful. <clears throat> Um, so you probably don't know what this word is, is a telomere, it's on the end. You have many telomeres on the end of your DNA and this is the code which tells the cell how many times it can divide before it it kills itself. So we literally have programmed, (coughs) excuse me, in our DNA. a death sentence. Well, with genetic engineering, we can add more telomeres. Um, now, the downside is there would be a higher risk of cancer due to mutations from cosmic rays, and et cetera. Uh, GMOs are in the news all the time, and that's genetically modified organisms. Some of it's really wheat and corn that they do it to. And what they do is they put in a pesticide gene. So uh, the farmers don't have to spray the crops and then people complain, well, that's not organic. Now it's built into the food. So you're ingesting it. I think GMOs is a horrible idea, but um, you know that's what they're doing. And some other genetic engineering, which I try to buy some of these, uh, they have glow in the dark fish, so and glow in the dark cats. It's fascinating. That comes out of South Korea. Um, so it's, uh, it's it's going to be a very strange future. It's hard to know what, what's going to be good and what's going to be bad. Um, let's uh, let's talk about a little bit of, about other drivers for. Cyborging the human race. I mean, why are we augmenting ourselves? Well, pacemaker, it's not an artificial heart, but it's still augmenting and it, and it provides life extension. You know, and it's made of metal and it has electronics in it. How is that bad? Uh, you know, we'll keep replacing parts and pretty soon, yes, the human race, everything can be replaced. I don't know if that's bad or good. That's, that's up for, the, for society to determine. But uh, a big push now is RFID implants. And uh, Google has an electronic tattoo, which is basically the same thing. Um, they said, well, the kids will accept it. And it's just put under the skin and it lights up. and But uh, it, it monitors a lot of things. And you can see some of the ease that these technologies will uh, contribute. Like you won't have to carry around a driver's license or any IDs for that matter, or your passport center. Um, they can do electronic medication that gives you a little dose of the uh, medication just from an implant. Security features, they, your computer knows who you are within proximity and, and, uh, and you don't need passwords. And then obviously money transactions, uh, everything will go through a central uh, database and, you know, uh, cash is being slowly uh, um, deprecating. (coughs) Okay. So what, what other things might scare people about human augmentation? And here I have a Oh, uh, okay, it, it is improving the senses. So um, your eyesight's going bad, or maybe you don't even need that. But retinal implants. So what they're working on is the technology that uh, will Uh, You can see a a two-dimensional screen in front of you by putting in this contact and then interact with that computer screen. So it's one generation past Google glasses, which I'm sure you know about. Uh, Hearing, well, that's great, cochlear implants, but what if you could hear what your dog hears? I mean, what if you could hear in higher frequency ranges and men tend to lose They're hearing between 10,000 and 20,000 kilohertz, uh, over the age of 40. Um, so that, that, you know, that's great, but are you cyborging yourself? You want this, obviously, if you're in that state, but you're afraid that if everyone goes this way, what will happen to the human race? So how about strength and endurance? I already talked about exoskeletons. Um, Here's a project that I worked on for the Navy that was kind of bizarre. Um, The brain can be rewired to any senses. So uh, I'm sure you've heard that if uh, you're in a, uh, say, a car wreck or something and you lose your eyesight, your hearing and your taste and your smell increases the 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 differentiation of what your brain will do because it reorganizes and dedicates these neurons for those types of uh, actions. And so in this Navy experiment, the, the uh, diver, and it was meant for sonar, would have a sonar equipped head mount and tactile tongue uh, Grid of, oh, I'm going to say 400 by 400. And then he put that on and he would look around and see everything, create a map in his mind. And then they would blind him entirely and use the sonar touch on his tongue and then put him in an MRI and do the experiments. And the same paths light up as vision in the diver. I and mean, that's amazing. You can literally rewire the brain to see through your tongue. I, I think that's pretty amazing. <clears throat> so, uh, another field that's very related to cyborging, and again, I'm just trying to put definition uh, around the word cyborging. There's neurorobotics, and University of Washington and Duke University also do a lot of this research. So this is a picture of a monkey. With you can't see the wires in his brain, by the way, it's blocked out by, by that, but he's restrained and he's been taught to use a third arm, a robotic arm to grab a marshmallow and feed and grab it and feed. I mean, isn't that bizarre? The monkey's brain rewired so it can feed with a robot arm. It shows you how plastic uh, brains are, human minds. Um, so let me give you a definition here. Neurorobotics is a combined study of neuroscience, robotics, and artificial intelligence. It, it is the science and uh, technology of embodied autonomous neural systems. Neural systems include brain-inspired algorithms, computation models of bio- biological neural networks, and uh, and actual biological systems. Such neural systems can be embodied in machine with mechanical or any other forms of physical actuation. Um, And so they even include prosthetics and wearable systems, which I also worked on. And that was was kind of my inspiration when I was a child. I, I loved bionics. I think I saw the... Six million dollar man, and uh, I'm like, I gotta work on that. I gotta work on
9: it.
10: So, so let's take another approach. How about nanotechnology? Is that cyborging somebody? Um, Some some of the uh, scientists working on this, their promise for humanity is you inject. Little nano robots and they'll go around your arteries and clear away the pathways, the plaques, uh, and be used in immunology to, you know, destroy cancer cells and um, brain diseases like Alzheimer's. You know, one scientist even said, "We're going to have nanobots that rest on your scalp and will cut." The end of your hair every day the exact same like um but there there are obviously many dangers in this I, I remember reading a book by kurt vonnegut called ice nine and you don't know how this technology when released into an you know an environment is going to affect planet earth you you don't know um and so i think scientists are really rolling the dice uh, they got to keep all this contained um there are so many things that can happen and um, imagine a self-replicating nanobot that eats flesh well the human race is done you know and they're gonna they're gonna create weapons from all this technology you, you know it um so um One of my specialties and and what I study is called cybernetic hive minds. Now, you know, I, I don't know exactly how this fits in with cyborging, but the military is already starting to do this is synthetic telepathy. Um, So humans have discovered technologies that increase the reach and bandwidth that they communicate from telegraphs to mobile phones. And the uh, futurists call this blueing effect because blue light has uh, a higher frequency, hence more information can be contained in it versus red light. So they call this the blueing effect of humankind. And now we have, you know, the smartphones and everything else. Well, the next step is gonna be direct brain to brain communication. This is already in the works. This is. Uh, telepathy and it's in the it's more than in the labs and i, I may talk about that uh, later but is that a good thing? so you can't keep secrets from anybody there's no firewall for the human mind but we are becoming more of that connected species that we want so maybe we can have more empathy and love and understand it I don't know what the future holds, Uh, but this trend will continue. The next major disruptive technology, when the public sector is allowed to know, to use and understand it, will be direct neural communication. All right, so let's um, let's think of... Some more applications. Well, I, I already mentioned. Why, why are we doing this? We we like life extension. We always feel that we don't have enough life. Um, so, you know, my estimate, fifty years immortality will be here, you know, so to speak, um, where the brain can be, the consciousness of the brain can be transmitted to silicon form, and stored. And put in a robot, uh, but only a few people will be able to afford it. So there'll will be that issue. Um, how about intelligent extensions? So, you know, MIT already has a chip that the neurons grow to to help people that uh, had their short term memory uh, center of their brain destroyed. Um, but you can also expand the mind, you can also make people more intelligent. Now, imagine your child is going to the workforce or school, aren't you gonna give him that extra boost? You you know, you can see how this is a runaway process. The human race will transform. There's no stopping it just due to our individual drives. Um, And, you know, I just threw in this other uh, application is mood alterations, you know, imagine you can literally make yourself happy or fall in love or or whatever the emotion is. you know, more awake, more sleepy. We will have that self-control. Now, I told you that I would also warn you. What do you think governments would do with this? They will control your minds, your moods. And everything about that. Now that that's that's all I had. So I want to open this up for questions now. And I hope you've been enjoying the conference so far. Um, I can't see anybody up there. <laughs> Any questions? Yes. Oh, he's getting a microphone. Hold on. And it can be about anything. Uh, you know my work. <laughs> so okay, so um, I'm
8: able to
7: go into consciousness, into people's consciousness in their minds, and essentially see this energy. Now I've come across people which I feel are totally, um, call out evil, but are totally made of And when I went to enter the consciousness, it was. Altars, but then there was nothing underneath. It was sort of like empty abyss. I would notice around them that they were charging from everything. Literally, it was around everything. They charge from electronics, from people. So, do you think that the government has already made these sort of robots that, you know, as a team, but they have to also still emotions in a way, so emotional energy. That
10: way they can go ahead and, fit and that not stay, you stay know, charged because if they weren't able to charge, they work. No, no, that's, that's an interesting point, and I, uh, I haven't had the movie produced, but I wrote a movie script called The Enemy Within, and that was supposed to be a double entendre about the government. You know, can you trust your government? And also about the soul-stealing technology. And so I have a scene in there that uh, pipes voices and forced speech into people walking by and they don't even know that why they said it or or what forced it. So do I believe that this is already out there? Oh, absolutely. That's why I've been talking about it for so many years. No. And you're right. you know, it's difficult to read people, because how do you know if someone's controlled? They don't even know.
8: Um,
7: i um, encountered, i have encountered very few of these things to be the uh, most advanced creation government is made, you know, I think first they started to make, um soldiers that were sort of like split into the, the dimensions, and then eventually they were just a pure robotic nanotech.
10: Well, and then there's another side to so that the CIA, uh, I'm sure you've all heard of it, MK Ultra, is uh, was a mind control technique developed by the Germans, and it requires a lot of abuse, and with abuse, the personality splits and then they can control and program different personalities with keywords. And there's a parody, uh, a movie coming out called America Ultra in August. uh, uh, It's gonna be funny, but a lot of people might find it a very personal story. Um, Are there any other questions
8: out there?
5: Yeah, um, uh, there was an incident some time ago involving a couple of women, supposedly sisters, maybe friends, um, that are ventured out sort of onto a motorway in Britain. Uh, they were one was run over. I saw that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Were they have the
10: same? you suggest with the skin and the bones and all the rest of it or oh, the The very will could have been controlled and, you know, again, I say I always blame the CIA when you can't point the finger. But uh, they love, they love uh, twins yeah. and there there's reason for that. Um, you know, it's deception and et cetera on their missions. Uh yeah, I, I saw the episode that you were talking about. I yeah, I I can't even you know speculate. They could have been clones or twins. And you know, human cloning. I think George Bush, our, our former president, uh, said it's illegal, but that doesn't stop people you know from doing it. So, uh, human cloning is absolutely here. We can clone every other animal. Why not humans? Um, but it's kept very secret, so I, I don't know in that particular case. In, while we're on cloning, um, when, when you clone, would they be grown, do the same gestation and growth period as uh, the or well, Would they be convinced that you've grown humans? Well, no. The, as far as I know, there's no way to accelerate the aging process of cloning. So it has to be done from birth. And um, at the same time, to make two people look alike at that age. Just wanted. Thanks. Hi, there. Hi. Uh, uh, one
8: of
1: the uh, back in Estonia, where I approximately five years ago, uh, they were really pushing the data Box Wi Fi system. Uh, and uh, you know, essentially everyone now has a warm at home. And, and what I usually do when I go to sleep at night, I, I uh, plug it out completely because I felt that uh, there was definitely uh, something in the way sleep my soul. In the morning, I would wake up more tired than I was going to sleep. So uh, switching off work, but but how else can you protect yourself? Well, you know, the
10: the Europeans have actually done a lot more research in this area, but there are human beings that are very electromagnetically sensitive, and you may be one of those. And so unplugging your Wi-Fi, grounding yourself, or then it's called earthing. So run a cable out to the physical Earth, put it under your mattress, don't put your bed near uh, wiring out, plug, you know, plugs in the walls um, and some of that might help you. There's a place in, um in the U.S. called the Quiet Zone and you're not even allowed to have cell phones. They have giant receiving dishes to look, you know, at the ends of the universe and uh, and they actually monitor that a lot of people that are electromagnetically sensitive move to that area that's kind of all of the advice i can give you. anything
1: to sort of consistently wear to uh, uh at least um uh, uh shape i was seeing some uh, interesting plates that some people use and, and they it's uh, like a Russian product, but
10: some say it's complete waste of Yeah, you know, and everything works differently for all. I, I think you're a targeted individual. You're saying, and uh, everything works differently. There has been no 100% shielding except under superconductor material, which you have to keep in liquid nitrogen and. You're basically in a coffin uh, and it's very expensive to make Uh, and you can't wear it around. So all you can do is, uh, uh, you know, there's a company called EMF Shielding and they have certain types of clothing that you can buy that will decrease the amount of energy that you're receiving, but I haven't read any studies and I haven't done them myself of Anything that uh, could help you while you go to work and walk outside and uh, do anything like that. Yeah, it's you know it's interesting. Crystal quartz. Um, the the theory is it disrupts microwave energy. It changes it somehow. And so I've heard stories where uh, quartz has helped people with, if it's near their bed or they're wearing it. So I have heard that, yeah.
1: Um, well, I have a question regarding uh, just the general spiritual aspect of what you were talking about. Yeah. It sounds a bit like of uh, Dr. Frankenstein's <laughs> for some people, but um, basically I'm assuming uh, we are spiritual beings, uh, Playing in a space suit, so uh, our human body, experiencing this three uh, dimensional space time. Um, is, is there a spiritual aspect to this research, Or is it just
10: purely material? And, uh, yeah. No, I, I think you have a very beautiful outlook on life. Um, but I was raised as a scientist, so I think all uh, the human consciousness uh, is contained entirely in the brain, Um, and so this research is all based on that. Okay, one more question, then I'm going to close it here. Um,
7: it's a comment, really. Okay. Um, so, the, so the, the answer to your last question in relation to man's comment spirituality, it, it seems to me that, therefore, there's a vulnerability in the research. Because it seems to me that one can say that there are effects, as all research has, of assumptions which we haven't delineated. You, that, that you, you have a paradigm which
8: all research has within
7: which working,
10: yeah, yeah. and that and that your results are consistent within that paradigm. Yes, and and so um, from this paradigm, all of our behaviors, we have a subjective experience and rationale; these feelings of why we do something but you can put electrodes in the brain as Dr. Gil uh, De Gatto, uh showed from Yale University and you can make a human being feel anything um, but it's um, so scientists actually look at it as um, behaviors we are a set of behaviors and programs subjective programs
8: okay
7: and so a lot of the questions that you posed in the first part of your talk were related to the pros and the cons of yep. style. Yeah. Which I thought was an interesting perspective and an interesting way to introduce the subject. It seemed to me in, in reflecting on it that we're already there in what you're saying because the illustrations that you did are very interesting ones, but we already have illustrations of how technology is been applied in our daily lives and we've already observed the effects that it has on our well-being. So, and populist, it seems to me. We are
10: already in a position to draw the conclusions we need to draw about whether or not this is working for us. That's true, but, um, you know, I I gave an example of uh, the individual. What, What are these drives? Well, if you have heart trouble when you get older, you may change your mind and maybe you want... To be a little more cyborg, too. So yeah, that's,
7: that's a very good point. And so, and so, one of the ways in which, in which human beings are, is seduced is yeah.
8: by tapping into exactly as you're these so mm-hmm. called tribes, most of which are unnatural to begin with, So, the idea that one well, we wants to live beyond one's years, so or the idea that well, we want live one so mm-hmm. wants to be a screen, and all of these ideas are in fact unnatural. I, I agree with you. I so agree there, with there you. Yeah.
10: yeah. Oh, good comment. Thank you. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of the conference. Tomorrow I'm going to be speaking.
1: Oh, oh what, what? Um,
10: this would uh, be important
1: because it's, it's especially great who suffer from the medical disease. And I like to a little bit of your research of Indole Perday, who was an ecological problem. And he refused back then a mandatory vaccination, and he was the only follower that didn't lose any capital in TSE in the 80s. And he did research, and what he found out very much looks to me like an uh, open field experiment with neuronal dust. Because you had, if you look at TSE, you have response, of trespons, various persons did that. You have this sucking out the couple from the system, so that you have institutions, so that the neuronal system is dissolving in the protein for your own chain yeah. and then it recombines, using the gets as new neuronal uh, connecting points. So what actually happens with TST is the formation of electrosensitive. Uh, replacement for the nervous system, which for me 100% looks like the beautiful little nanobots <laughs> you find on the concept of yeah, And I, I wonder if, especially if you have this, this micro vaccination, will it force all the catalog calculations into this
10: experiment? Yeah, you're stealing like, my presentation of tomorrow. I'm talking about neural neural test. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it's very interesting and I'll, I'll address that tomorrow. I don't <laughs>
8: I just the I just want to Yeah, 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 yeah
10: it's called the um
7: are to earth
8: uh,
10: weather modification uh, behavior modification yeah. moves uh, yeah. plasma
8: plasma sorry
7: plasma um uh, rays uh this is the start of very
8: mm.
10: in yeah, about. they can create artificial aurora borealis and, and stuff like that. They're called uh, phased arrays, um very high power, directed towards the atmosphere. Um, but the interesting thing is they have what it's called beam steering, artificial beam steering. So they can create a focal point in the atmosphere, blow a hole in the atmosphere, or alter weather or beam it back to earth because the ionosphere will bounce uh, certain radio frequencies uh, under, I I think 900 megahertz back down to earth. So uh, Dr. Nick baggage is kind of the expert in that area. He wrote the book angels don't play that harp um, and there are, you know, uh, that was built in 1991. um, But there are at least, Fifteen that have been identified around the earth. So Harp is not the only one. All right. Well, thank you, guys. And we'll see you tomorrow.
8: Thank mm-hmm. you.